Seven necklaces around <laughs> your neck. That's the new and, look, uh, the layered look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I think you're doing the right thing. I don't like uh, when uh, there's no layers. I don't like one necklace. <laughs> <laughs> I hate people who wear one necklace. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Yeah. That's not a good look. But uh, hey, good morning, everybody. What's happening, man? I tell you, I get you know when we have that uh, long ass weekend, I'm. Just not into coming back, and I'm ready to uh, hang it up. I like I like having some time off, and you know it takes me a second to get my groove. I've got a headache this morning. I I don't know. You're not really usually a headachey up. person. No, I got a headache this morning, and um, I know I don't have the COVID because uh, I don't leave the house. So you can't COVID can't COVID get me. Can't get you. <laughs> yeah. We spent um, a good portion of the day yesterday trying to figure out how I'm going to go to my daughter's wedding. And she's having like 200 people and how we're going to COVID test everyone. So uh, I got this idea where I got a whole plan, but, you know. How do you execute it? Yeah. Yeah. It's like I have to bring in members of the military to get the whole thing going. <laughs> It's a logistical nightmare. Well, you know what it is? I'm reading the uh, Golden Globe Awards show had just occurred, and they say many of the people at the either the Golden Globes or one of these award shows, uh, many people afterwards came down with COVID. And I said, but but it's not surprising to me. They don't test anyone ever anymore. Nobody seems to wear a mask at these things. So and people don't stay um, home if they're feeling it. Right. Right. So uh, you know, but the COVID is on the rise. As of January 15th, there was a daily average of 60,863 positive COVID cases in the United States. So I'm still living, um, I'm still, I'm still living in the war. Well, I'm it's interesting that it. you should say that because I got an invitation and, uh, I accepted it. It's with, you know, to have dinner with somebody I haven't seen in a very long time. And. Indoors. The moment I said no! it, yeah, it's in a. Where are you gonna? Wh- it's winter here. <laughs> well, I don't live where you live. I, where I am, it's summer. <laughs> Meanwhile, where I am, I, 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 um, forty-five degrees in Florida. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Over the weekend, I was freezing. I was trying to get the heat on. I couldn't get it on. Well, I'll make you feel better. Yeah. Uh, in what is that? Siberia, which is yeah. part of Russia. It's ninety-eight degrees below wow. zero. Wow. Can you imagine? No. Oh. But nobody, does anyone live, is it like Alaska where people actually live in Siberia? Yeah. They do? Wow. Yeah, and how there's you lots in, of prisoners there. <laughs> but how do you live in, I mean, I, I hate to sound so stupid, but I mean, I don't know. Does it, I mean, how can you exist in 98 degrees below zero? 
All they said um, was you have to dress like a cabbage in layers. You know, like you have yeah, to have layer after layer after layer after layer. You have to cover your face. If the wind <laughs> is blowing, you can't have the wind touching any part of your skin. Wow. In places like that, you can't wear glasses with metal on them. It, everything will freeze to you. I'm sure. That's crazy. 98 yeah. degrees below zero. Yeah. That's not the, what is that, with wind chill or something? It can't be the real temperature. <laughs> no, that's the actual temperature. It's zero degrees, but it feels like 98 degrees below. <laughs> it's amazing, you know, um, we have a guy coming on the, the radio show tomorrow, um, on this show, Stephen A. Smith, who is a sports guy. And, you know, I don't know anything about sports. There was just a, um, like a huge weekend of football. Yes. And I watched some of it because Ralph would, uh, Ralph does this thing. He texts me about 10 minutes before the game's going to end and he says, now it's getting good. Why don't you go watch, I don't know, whatever the games were, you know, Tampa well, versus know Buffalo or Tampa Miami versus Dallas. Miami. Yeah. It was, it, I don't even know what I watch. I watched the Giants and, um, I, you know, my problem with football is this. When I watch it, I really get into it. I, I can't yeah. do multiple things. I have to watch it. I'm, it's very compelling. And I have so many other things in life I want to do. You that can't if I got in two hours or two and a half hours or three do. hours no. to a game. Yeah. Gary was telling me there were like games, like all weekend there were games. And then Monday night, last night, there was games and, and yeah. a game. And it's like, I don't want to. I don't know. Ralph told me about uh, Buffalo versus Miami. I watched that. That was good. And then I watched the Giants because I'm a I'm a quote unquote Giants fan. Years ago, I used to watch the Giants. You know, they're from New York, so I like the Giants. And um, yeah, so I watched that Giants versus the Vikings. But I watched the last ten minutes and I I enjoyed it. But I don't want to get caught up in it. But I want you know I got things I want to do. I can't live like that. And you can't uh, do I mean, anything if it's on. No, like you can like paint I, to music and right, you know, do different things. Yeah. But not with football. Football, I got to devote the day to it <laughs> and get into it. But anyway, so the guys said to me, "Hey, Stephen A. Smith, I think wrote a book." And uh, I go, "Who's Stephen A. Smith? I don't know this guy." And they said, "No, he's the guy who works with Mad Dog, or Mad Dog works with him sometimes." And he, like every man, every real man knows who Stephen A. Smith is. And the guy's I know no, I'm he's not a... very opinionated. You know, whenever yeah. I see clips of him, he's, you know, doing the hand thing and making yeah. gestures and yeah. Well he <laughs> the the guy said to me, check it out, this guy's the guy. This is the guy. And I said, okay. I said, I trust you on that. And then I asked like my brother in laws are um two real men. You know, they played uh, college ball and uh, one played football, one played basketball, division one, blah 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 blah. So I go, you know who Stephen A. Smith is? And they go, oh, yeah, he's good. That's a I like man, him. baby. Then I, uh, that's a man. I, and then I said to my buddy, Pat, who really knows, you know, Pat was a hockey player, could have almost been pro or something and wow. played in Europe. And, you know, he's a real man. And he's, I said, you know, Stephen A. Smith? And Pat goes, Ugh, which means yes. <laughs> he, he goes, uh, <laughs> yeah, he goes, <laughs> and I go, oh, so he's good, huh? He goes, nah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I go, okay. And then, like, uh, my father-in-law is a huge, like, we called him during one of the football games. He he hung up on us. Like, he wouldn't even, wow. he wouldn't even answer. 
Um, and he was like, yeah, Stephen A. Smith. So evidently Stephen A. Smith is the man. I mean, the this man. is the guy. Yeah. So he's coming on the show tomorrow. But, you know, and in a way, I said I'd like to talk to Stephen A. Smith, but it's going to be very embarrassing because I don't know anything uh, about sports. I mean, I'll I have questions about sports, but, you know, I'm sure I will make multiple faux pas. You know, which makes me sound you can't ignorant. Help but it, huh? Yeah. So I apologize in advance <laughs> when I'm speaking with Stephen A. Smith. I might not know the names of teams and all that stuff. Are you going to apologize um, to him too before you? Yeah, before of course. I'm. Gonna, I yeah, I'm going to say, listen, I'm sorry, dude. I you know, I dumb. don't. I don't speak that language. I just. I could if I devoted my. You know, when I was a kid, I used to watch the Knicks religiously, so I knew. I knew all the teams. I knew the names yeah. of the players. I could bullshit my way through a manly discussion but now i mean what do i do i play chess i paint uh i don't know what that even does that make me a nerd or i don't know even know if no, i don't, even, I don't a nerd no. isn't a nerd sort of into science and yeah technology? i don't know I, I don't know what i am but I, I don't have the i don't appear to have the same interests as men real men <laughs> i blame my father for that but then again i blame my father for everything so there you go I don't know. My father, though, was a real man. He used to go to the track. Whenever he had a free day, he was at the racetrack. Like a real man. And uh, he would bet. And he watched baseball every game. Whenever baseball was on, my father watched. And uh, he was a real man. But he never shared his love of these things with me. So I do blame him for not being a real man. A real father. <laughs> right. To this man. <laughs> to this man right here, sitting in front of you. But uh, And uh, Stephen A. Smith is the guy who inducted Mad Dog Russo into the Radio Hall of Fame. Oh, he did? Oh. Yes. They worked together. So there you go. Well, he worked with that Mike, what's his name? And he's not inducting him anywhere. I never understood what I, the the Mad Dog and you're talking about uh, Mike and the Mad Mike Mike what was Mike's last name? It's like Francesa. Italian, I know that Francesa. Francesa. Yeah, Francesa. But they, I guess I guess there was bad blood there between the two of them. From what I remember, you know, this radio stuff is all a distant memory. I, I think Mad Dog Russo and Mike Francesca in New York had a number one radio show. They were the guys in the afternoon on WFAN. And then Mad Dog. What happened, Gary? Do you know the real story? Don't give me bullshit. Tell me what really happened. Well, they were together for a long time. And um, I think there was a long period of time where they didn't like each other. Right. And then and then towards the end, they kind of came to terms with each other. And then uh, Chris got, I think, just got a great offer. From Syria, so he took it. But I will yeah, tell but here's you, my question. What didn't they like about it? In other words, did Mike Francesca feel like Mad Dog got in the way of his brilliance? Or was there, what I, was it? They didn't seem to agree on some stuff. They used to get into a lot of arguments that seemed real. And But let me thing, ask you something. Were the arguments about these dopey sports teams? Yes. Was that? Yes, really? Yes, and that would yes. set them off? In other words, hey, I think the Giants are better than the Jets. And then the other guy would go, well, no, 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 you're all wrong. I hate you. I mean, I mean, it's just conjecture, isn't it? Howard, they had, this is what I can tell you. They, they were on TV for a while, but it was one of those weird TV things where the cameras were rolling. Sometimes they would cut to commercial while the show was still on, on TV. So you would see them in radio commercial. 
right? You would see them. And they would go to break, and they would be sitting right across from each other, and Mike would be reading the paper, and Mad Dog would be looking at something, and they would not talk, they would not look at each other. It was so bizarre. You know, you could tell that they, I don't know if you could tell they didn't like each other, but you could tell they weren't friends. I see. And, and that it was just like that they had been thrown together. But I think they did eventually come to like each other. But Mike, I think, is more, you know, Chris is a good guy. I've heard that Mike can be a little bit more difficult. I see. All right. Well, there you go. Now, if you were interested, there's uh, Gary's assessment of Mike and the Mad Dog. Well, I now know that um, uh, Mike is doing a podcast. Yeah. He's not even on radio anymore. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Listen, uh, who cares? It's all so stupid. You know what? I know my place in radio, and I'm gonna I'm gonna brag a little bit here. I'm the most successful broadcaster who ever lived. Period. End of sentence. That's it. Um, and I know a lot of guys hate me for it, and a lot of guys despise me for it because they all think they're better than me, and they all think they're funnier than me. If I hear one more fucking moron going, you know, Howard Stern used to be good, but he's not good anymore. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, dude, here's 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 what you have to live with. You chose to go into my profession and you will never be as good as me. Fuck That's you. it. That's it. You got to live with it. I'm the I'm the guy. I'm the chosen one. Uh, it's Bill actually O'Reilly. a stupid conversation to yeah. argue with your success. Yeah, I mean, OK. Uh, what's the difference anyway? It's like uh, every rock band has to live with the fact that the Beatles are the greatest band that ever was. And it's always going to be that way. You're never going to be as good as the Beatles. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> fuck you! You know, arguably the Rolling Stones and the Beatles could make that. And, and, and everything else is just, you know, and they're, they're great, but they're not as good as the Beatles or the Rolling Stones. You know. Uh, the, the, the corniest one I always hear is uh, Bill O'Reilly. He doesn't know what to say about me. I mean, oh, here's really? a guy. He's talking. You know, he, he was talking. He was on <laughs> sit. I don't listen to these shows. My guys do. And they report to me. Bill O'Reilly, who now broadcasts, I think, out of his garage somewhere in hiding, was on Sid and Friends in the Morning on What's w that? 77 <laughs> WABC. It's a morning show on uh, WABC. Oh, I didn't know. And he started in again about how he knew me at Boston University, which is just a total fucking lie. Why do you even come up? You're not friends with him. You don't know him. I Why don't is he know talking the guy. About him? You. I don't. I don't know. And then he and then he took the opportunity to sort of put me down, but he didn't even do a good job of that. Like he was trying to put me down, and he goes, "Howard Stern's uh, uh the, the people pay for his show now, so." The, he, you know, he's now it's the real, like, I think, I don't even know. Here, I'll play it for you. I don't even know what okay, he's saying. I'm not I, even sure I he put me down. I can't even imagine why your name comes up when he's but, being interviewed. But I get annoyed. It's like, shut up. Don't you, don't you just want to go away, dude? Didn't you just lose your whole gig uh, for really bad reasons? <laughs> don't you have any shame? But here he is. Smart life segment. Perhaps the most. Oh, no, not that. I'm sorry. Got the wrong one. I'll play you that one next. Cause that's the best. But, uh, here, here's Sid Rosenberg and Bill O'Reilly discussing me. Also celebrating a birthday today from your neck of the woods in Long Island. On the flip side, Howard Stern. 
I went to school with him at Boston U. Did you know that? <laughs> uh, no, no one knows that. I don't even know that. He went to Boston University. I attended that. But Did I have you go no... to school with everybody who went to Boston University? He, he read somewhere that I went to Boston University and now has a, some made-up story about us seeing... He, he used to watch me and I was a big gawky guy and you know whatever. It's such a lie. No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, we were both in a school of communication at the same time. And the only reason that I knew him, he was undergrad. I was a master's. You never knew me. I never met you. I don't know you. A degree candidate was he was the only guy taller than me <laughs> in the school. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the guy was like six, five, 34 pounds. <laughs> I mean, he was an, and this giant fro <laughs> on his head. Yeah. That Even that's a lie. I I didn't have a fro. I wore my hair straight. It was down to my waist. And I wore a ponytail. I didn't even, it's just so stupid. I don't know why people lie about me. You don't know me, dude. I mean, I did his uh, TV show when he used to be on Fox. And he was here. Um, I mean, he did it, this yeah, show. Yeah, he did this show. I mean, but I met him after I became, you know, famous. But And I've been to uh, parties in the Hamptons with him, which, which he puts down because he considers those elite. But he's that them. He just pretends like he's... He's there uh, to observe yeah. what the elite <laughs> No, he, he just won't admit he goes to this stuff. But okay. <laughs> but anyway. they always have a thing, a reason yeah. they're there. You know, it's not that they're attending the party. I an afro. Yeah. And he'd be walking down. And I look at it, I go, mm, I don't know if that's a good look. Um, <laughs> you gotta make Imagine that Mishkite talking about my look. Trust me, dude, in college, I was getting banged. I guarantee you weren't. Well, you know, he's never had a good look. When was his yeah. look? When did his look come together? I, I looked at Stern. I went, hmm, not a good look. Look at him with that flaky, bald-ass fucking face of his. Well, not a good look. What a fucking weirdo, though, making up that he know He sticks with this story that he knew me. And I've said to, I've met the man and I've said to him, you did not know me, dude. Why do you keep saying that? I don't know why it even irritates me, but it does. Because it's not true. Yeah. You know, right. And then he was on the uh, BU radio station, um, and this and that. But again, BU radio. No one knew me when I was on the BU radio station. I was all on w these things are yeah. in the world. He's not telling you anything that nobody else knows. He doesn't have any personal recollections of you. He made it because of his humor, Stern. No doubt. And and he he's changed now. Yeah, he's not the same guy. No, you're right. Because he doesn't have the pressure of ratings anymore. No. So his check is guaranteed no matter how many people listen. And then that kind of the true person comes out when you, you don't have to, you know, persuade an audience to listen to you every day. And he does not. He gets the money whether they listen or not. And so I've seen him change um, on the He's air. Seen me. Yeah. Uh, but you got to admire him. I don't know why they cut off the clip at that point, why they have to admire me. But so Nobody it seems to, to be <laughs> the new rap on me is like it's like what Trump said about me the other day. Yes. Yeah, he you know, he used, he used to be good, <laughs> and now they're just paying him because he used to be good. That's the logic. You think SiriusXM shells out money because I used to be good? 
I mean, whether I am good, whether I was ever any good is in debate. But uh, all I know is his daddy is still paying him money. Yeah. And for no reason, you know, just because he fell out of, you know, his sperm made that mess. His father is still paying him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so he gets paid for nothing. Who, Trump? Yeah, his father. He still gets a, a, a like. I don't know, millions of dollars a year from his father's estate. Yeah. And uh, Bill O'Reilly, I mean, this guy has no shame. You know, he used to be good. Uh, you know, how and could a guy... why is it wrong to make it because of your humor? I don't like, know. Like, he's saying it's... that like it's a put-down. He oh, made it because of his he, humor. He was successful because of his humor. <laughs> but now he doesn't. But now because the, because Sirius pays me no matter what, I don't have to be humorous because I, I don't even understand the comment. It's it's kind of like, why don't you just say what you feel, dude? How about this? I'm extremely jealous of Howard. Yeah. He gets paid a lot of money and he has a lot of fucking listeners. And yeah, most people in radio who achieve a certain level of success get a contract, but I don't get guaranteed money. In other words, I've got to prove my worth to this company. I mean, it's just who would defend themselves to this lunatic? Here's here's what Bill's doing now. I've played this clip before, but it's great. This is the okay. guy who's criticizing me. I think he's criticizing me. But here's what he's doing. Smart life segment. Perhaps the most important segment we do every night. So I told you about BillOReilly.com concierge membership for a pittance, and I mean that literally, for very little money, you have direct access to me. So if you have a problem, if you write to me, we will... This is a guy who has many problems and has not figured out how to solve them, but uh, he wants you to pay him to solve your problems. Listen carefully. We'll try to help you solve it in any area. So here are four letters. begin with Mary in Florida. I'm not only a concierge member, but a lifetime one. I wrote to you, O'Reilly, during a time of just feeling overwhelmed by the current state of our country, asking how to deal with it. You helped me calm me down and form an outlook, keep me moving forward. Thank you. My husband and I both like knowing you are just an email away. That's from Mary. John in North Carolina. You gave me an excellent recommendation on where to stay in Antigua, so my wife and I spent (laughs) a week there for our 20th anniversary. I would never have known about this beautiful place without contacting you first. Your advice was invaluable. (laughs) Finally, Gus in Trabuco Canyon, California. My wife and I planned to visit New York. We were anxious, given what we were Mm. hearing about the danger in the city. You let us know where to stay and how to visit. We went and had a great time even walking through Central Park at night. Okay, so I can do all of those things for you. I can also call you at night and tell you how to use a loofah sponge sexually. But, uh, you know, I, this guy really, he's I mean, upset with you for being paid yeah, for what you it, do. And he's begging people for money so he can solve their unimportant problems. I know I'm a broadcaster, but just for a mere pittance, send me your money. And no matter what your problem, like you go you on have vacation access to me. Yeah, I mean, you need a dog sitter. Don't worry, I'm there. You need a travel agent. I'm there. I'll come over to your house and tuck you in at night. I'll read you movie times or tell you the best place to get your dog room. So, uh, that.
that's what he's doing. I don't even think the advice is all that good. Those people walk through Central Park at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Hi, this is Bill O'Reilly. Now, just for a mere pittance, a mere pittance. So why take it at all? You're a wealthy man. Yeah, just for a mere a pittance, pittance. Don't take anything. I'll talk you through childbirth. Now, a lot of you ladies out there don't know how to have a baby properly. If you need a pizza, I'll deliver it. I'll shave your back if you're really hairy. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Can you imagine if I got on the radio and said, look, to my audience, um, I, want, I want you to have direct access to me. Pay me, and then I'll, t- I'll, I'll listen to you. I'll, I'll hear your problems. And I'm thinking of rounding up the people who have paid because there's something wrong. Yeah, well, evidently those three people in the advertisement there are uh, paying through the nose to get Bill O'Reilly's Antigua advice. (laughs) (laughs) Where to stay in Antigua? You know who told us to stay here? Bill O'Reilly. This is a Bill O'Reilly recommendation. Can we have an upgrade? I don't know. If I was Sid, I would have asked about that. Not about Howard Stern. (laughs) Oh, it's just too funny. I've, I've seen it all. I've done it all. You know, I was watching. Um, I called up uh, Jimmy Kimmel to congratulate him. He he celebrated twenty years of his Kimmel, television Kimmel. show being on Amazing. the air. Amazing! Amazing! Right? In a blink of an eye, twenty years. Yeah. And I said to Jimmy, I said, you know, it's a pretty amazing accomplishment because in this environment, with television the way it is, and less people are watching, and blah 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 blah. To have longevity and stay on for 20 years, it's really, you know, that's like Letterman category or Johnny Carson. That's I don't know how long. accomplishment, yeah. It's an accomplishment. I said, it's really great. And, uh, you know, he was uh, happy about it and this and that. And I said to myself after I hung up the phone, well, I wonder what what is my anniversary? I don't even have an anniversary. We don't have an anniversary. No. <laughs> We've when, never when celebrated you, one. <laughs> when the, when, we're not sure when we started, really. When did the Howard, like, some people would say the Howard Stern show started in, uh, started in Hartford, even before I met Robin. <laughs> or in Detroit. I mean, I don't even know what my anniversary But we is. don't know I, when we started working together. Well, we do. I think we do. We, Washington, D.C. Somebody DC. told us once we were walking out of the studio and they said, do you know it's your 40th anniversary? And we're wow. like, really? <laughs> Nobody makes a big deal about it, but I think I would like to. I would like to determine our anniversary and figure it out. We can do the math. <laughs> Who the fuck knows how long we've been on the air? But um, who knows? People say I'm good. Some people say I'm bad. It's evidently debated. But as I said... I'm pretty sure, unless you got another candidate, I'm the most successful guy that's ever been on radio. And think there's anybody else with that many number ones? And I don't know. Anyway, here's here's the um, just to wrap up Bill O'Reilly's comment. Yeah, because I might want to sign up for this <laughs> because I badly want to know what he's, his opinion of me is. But it was sort of convoluted. Um, it, it was like, well, now he gets paid regardless of whether he has an audience. Yeah, yeah, that's an accurate assessment of my career. Sirius loves paying me if I have no audience. What a moron. Well, he's got to say something. He's obviously seething with jealousy. 
Here's what Bill O'Reilly premium concierge members get in case anyone's thinking of signing up. And I'm actually thinking of signing a few Bill of our guys. Bill O'Reilly up. is your concierge. You know who yeah. my concierge is? <laughs> Bill O'Reilly. Flaky Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> I remember looking at him when we went to BU together and thinking, ooh, there's a bad look. <laughs> Here's what Bill O'Reilly premium concierge members get. Any questions you have on policy, the country, or history, Bill will personally answer over email. Free autographed book of your choice. Automatic 20% discount on all purchases in the O'Reilly store. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I think the uh, O'Reilly floor mat. You would get, a, lot of, uh, a, a lot of essentials in the O'Reilly store, things you can't live without. Ticket pre-sales that allow you to buy tickets to see Bill O'Reilly before the general public even gets access to those tickets. <sighs> wow. Mm. And, how, and how much does this cost? All those perks. Bill, I don't know yet. I don't see a price so far. Let me read on. Bill O'Reilly <laughs> concierge premium members also get Bill's daily briefing. All the news stories that land on Bill's desk every morning when he plans the no spin news. So you get a, you get access to that and the thriving message board community with a wealth of opinions and information from people just like you. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just under a hundred dollars a year. It's 94.95. A mere pittance. A mere pittance. You didn't have to work that hard for it. Uh. Yeah, you know, uh, for all my Bill O'Reilly premium uh, people, I just want to tell you, uh, I received this letter the other day. Bill, you helped me so much. Our son came out as gay, and you advised us on how to handle it. Telling him he is no longer welcome in this house has really worked out. We now have an extra <laughs> bedroom for an office. Bill, thank you. Thank you for your good advice. Who knows what Bill's advice is? Well, don't call him up and ask about how to handle women who are employed by you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, let me just say, uh, I've been criticized by better than him. And by the way, everyone's entitled to think whether I'm good or not on the radio. I get it. But some of these guys really should keep a low-key opinion. I mean, there's just too much, there's too much rich hypocrisy there. Uh, you know, well, we're living in the age of hypocrisy. Nobody's embarrassed about anything anymore. Yeah. Somebody uh, wrote me and said, Joe Rogan said you were woke now. So I'm no good because I'm woke. I go, you know, that word woke is so fucking funny to me. First of all, I'm not even sure what it means. If it means I'm against uh, women taking the abortion rights away, you know, having, having controlling a woman's body. I guess I am woke. I'm proud of being woke then. I'm proud of being for the vaccine. I'm proud of if that's, if that's, if you're against a vaccine that saves lives and I'm for it, then yes, I am woke. But it seems to me whenever some nut job like a Trumpy doesn't like someone, they go, Oh, he's no good no more. He's woke. He and woke I go, up. He woke <laughs> He's up. He's not yeah, under I a spell anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, I don't know that my opinions and views have really changed all that much, but um, you want to call me woke? It sounds like a good thing to be. And quite frankly, what does it even mean? What is the criticism? It's like you don't really know why I'm no good. So you just say woke and then people get upset. 
He just called me woke. Well, you don't want to actually no. discuss the issue you don't agree with you on. Yeah. Woke is like kind of a catch-all for things you don't like. It's like saying yeah. somebody, saying someone, you're retarded. It's, it's, it's childish. It's like, you're woke. You're retarded. Oh, really? Okay, tell me why I'm woke. What is it about me? What, I'm for the vaccine? And the other criticism was that I'm, uh, I used to be good because I stood up to the FCC. I'm like, well. Well, the FCC you, hardly has any power anymore. I mean, uh, <laughs> what have you stood up against? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see what, 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 what you're so brave. The Bill well, they're O'Reilly's. standing up to common sense. They won't take a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or as soon as Neil Young complains about you, you back right down. So you fold like a deck of cards. Don't Everybody's so fucking talented and uh, and hip. I don't know what any of it means, but, you know, then when I saw Trump, it was like, you know, oh, Howard used to be good when he had me on his show, but then he endorsed Hillary Clinton. Yeah. I endorsed someone who was not into overthrowing the United States vote <laughs> and government. <laughs> what yeah, a woke no, asshole I am. You could never accuse Hillary of that. Yeah. Um, call me woke all you want. I'll, I'll take it. Sounds like a good thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's also boring. It really is. What can I tell you? Hey, Mark, what's up? Hello, I heard a kind of hum there. I'm from uh, Georgia. Good. I've been listening to a long time. I just want to remind you the time that uh, a British immigrant came over here and worked America Got Talent and was going to go replace Larry King, and he came on your show, Pierce Morgan. To tell yeah. you that he was going to be the king of all media, and you were pretty <laughs> humble then. I, I think your listeners are just, who is this guy? Anyway, yeah, I mean, uh, listen, <laughs> I think it's listen. I think anybody who broadcasts for a, a, a living should feel like they want to be the number one guy, and they want to be the king of all <laughs> media and all that other nonsense. But the sad fact is, um, for them, I mean, not for me, none of them have accomplished anything close to what I do. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it, I laugh at it all. It's like, just let me see you rack up some number ones. Let me see you come on strong. Let me see you do something that really rocks the world. I mean, Piers Morgan, I know Piers. I actually like Piers. I always had a good time with him. But um, when you go around and say, you know, you're going to be the king of all media, and now you're back broadcasting in England, <laughs> it's, you, you look silly. You just look silly. Can I tell you? I always thought you were too nice to him. I never liked him. I liked him. He's a blowhard. He's a blowhard. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, maybe, maybe, hey, maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I, I don't have a beef with him. No, it was just the lack of respect. It was really like he thought you were nothing and it would be easy to, to yeah. trouble you. Well, you make a good point. There's a lot of guys in broadcasting who go, I'm funnier than Howard. I don't understand. I'm better than him. I guess they hear the show and I must make it sound easy. And then they go and do their own shows and nobody gives two fucks about them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think they think it's easy. And, uh, well, for me, it's easy. For them, it's not. I don't know why. I don't know why I was chosen. I don't know why I'm so fucking interesting. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so fucking funny. 
I don't know. It's just the it's just the way it is. But uh, it, it evidently can't be duplicated. Keep trying, guys. Why not? Whatever. Hey, Nathan, you're on the air. Good morning in Canada. Hey, how are you? Hey, now. What's up? Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, for all these people that keep criticizing you on the radio, man, uh, like four years ago, I got a new car and it had serious line in it. So I signed up and completely honest, I didn't even know you were still doing the radio. And then I found you on there and I've been listening ever since. I, uh, I didn't. Yeah. yeah I found, yeah, I mean, I don't know what people are talking about, man. I don't know. A lot of people uh, listen, and and there are those that don't. I mean, I don't know. Who cares? Like, why would you even comment on me? Like, what? who gives a fuck? I'm over here broadcasting. You want to listen? Yeah. Listen. I mean, we're not worried okay. about the people who obviously are paying Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's in his lane. He's in his lane with a tin cup begging his audience to fucking a concierge service. I mean, does that guy look like he knows where to vacation, Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> Are you getting vacation advice from him? <laughs> People only use the woke thing because they want to disguise their own racism or... or uh, Right, right. right. Or, you know. That's the other thing. Yeah, He's real woke. Well, what are you? Well, you know, I'm sitting here looking at... It was Martin Luther King Day yesterday, and I'm looking to... <laughs> <laughs> down where the fuck is it here I, I got a copy of it this is fucking mind-blowing to me i didn't even know about this but there are still two states in the country that refuse to celebrate they celebrate martin luther king day but they call it robert e lee martin luther king day yes it's a slash robert e lee martin luther king holiday i saw that too yeah. and i was like what <laughs> it's the yeah yeah it's um <laughs> I have a sign here in a bank down in, uh, what are the two states? It's uh, Alabama, Mississippi, still officially make Dr. King share the day with General Robert E. Lee. And here's a holiday notice. This office will be closed Monday, January 16th in observance of Robert E. Lee and Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah, those Norm two guys were on the same page. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I guess, I guess in the, in those two states, they see Martin Luther King as something that needs balancing out. <laughs> you know, there are two well, sides to the story. They're, they're, you know, I'm not surprised that, that it's Mississippi and Alabama, two of the most backward places you could ever be. 100%. When is it, when, when, when is it going to stop? When are you going to stop worshiping the altar of, of people who went to war with America and lost? You know, it's like it's like uh, it's like saying Happy Hanukkah Hitler Day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? It, uh, you're, you're celebrating <laughs> Hitler slash what? What do you pair Hitler with to balance? Yeah, let's, about? See. <laughs> yeah, let, let's OK, those Jews can have their holiday, but let's give them Hitler Day on the same day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck world do we live in? Yeah, I guess I'm woke. Uh, you know, I, I just don't agree with Robert E. Lee, Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> Call me uh, a nut job. You're a good person. I don't know what it means. It's some sort of criticism <laughs> that means like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I actually think Dr. Fauci's a good guy. I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm nuts. Nah, people you know? are nuts these days, man. But I appreciate you for sticking around because, uh, yeah, I love the show, man. Uh, thanks, Nathan. Yeah. So weird. Uh, Bobo got uh, COVID for the third time. What? Bobo, you, yeah, 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 what you, is wrong with you, time. Bobo? Well, I'm, well you Bo know, I go to two gyms, 
and uh, I'm around a lot of people, but I, I wipe down the equipment before I use it and after. So I'm always very yeah, careful. You know? COVID I don't think doesn't the, ha- exist on your gym platform, whatever the bench is you're sitting on. It's in the air, Bobo. Yeah, it, yeah what it is is when you're talking to other people, you're getting it. But also if you touch the surface, say you sneeze and you touch mm-hmm. the surface, now I touch it and could touch my face, you can get it, right? No. Well, you're not wearing, um, you're going to the gym and, you know, you're talking with people and it's an airborne thing. So how are you feeling? Are you all right? I'm feeling good. I, I have you to thank for because I heard you talking about Pax for a bit. And yeah. I jotted it down that day. You mentioned about your mom, how, how much better she is now. Thank God with that. So I said, I told my doctor, I had a virtual with him. And he says, absolutely. I heard good things about it. So, yeah, yeah. uh, Real good. Yeah. Could I ask um, Bobo to read the how he spelled Paxlovid on his paper? Yeah. Page? Oh, <laughs> I, did, I did research on it before I took it. Even though I heard right. it was good. Well, it's feel T-A-X-L-O-V-I-D. better, Bobo. L-O-V-I-D. Poor Bobo, they, 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 he's suffering from brain fog from um, uh, COVID, but they think no, he's they're not, not exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> well, he's always had a little bit of fog up there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, Bobo, yeah. feel better and uh, take care of yourself. That's all. Yeah, got to okay. well, keep punching forward, you know. Howard, the thing is, I was reading another article about COVID, this new variant. Which is yeah. mostly what Americans are getting, this B1.5 or something. Yeah. And what they're discovering now is that, you know, if you get multiple bouts of COVID, you could have worse effects later on. That it yeah. really compounds whatever's going to happen to you later because of all these multiple explosion, uh, exposures to the infection. Yeah, because we mostly think of viruses like uh, this is a strange virus. This is what uh, what drives me crazy. The you know we've always thought of like, hey, it's in a way it's good if you, whatever whatever doesn't kill you, you we will get stronger. And with this thing, it seems every time you get COVID, it gets worse. It kind of builds up whatever it is in your system. It continues to build and create problems each occurrence, and that's what's weird to me. And lots of people are getting multiple exposures, multiple cases of COVID. You know, in the old days, you'd say, yeah, you know, the more colds you get, the more, you know, your immune system builds up and and all that. Yeah. COVID's a weird fucking thing. Uh, All right, Bobo. First of all, you know, because another thing that people think is now that they've had it. They have some immune, you know, some special super immunity and, and somehow the immunity always wears off. That's why we're having to take boosters and stuff with COVID. The immunity wears off. Yeah. I gotta wait. I gotta uh, wait three months now for my booster. Why? I'm immune to but, intelligence. Uh, <laughs> the fact right, it is, 89%, Howard, 89% reduction in hospitalization. Uh, thanks to the Paxlovid. Why? So, yeah. I think people should go out there and get it if they have this right, right now. Yeah, go it out really helped me go out, out and get COVID, then get packs with it. First couple of days, to... it kicked my ass, let me tell right. you. Well, let me ask Bobo something, because he said something interesting. You've seen Bobo's physique. I did. Right? You've seen Bobo's physique. Why? And he goes to two gyms. Why? <laughs> I do one gym for arms, the no, second gym for webs. Now. 
Why do you go to two gyms, uh, Bobo? It's, uh, well, Ron brings up a son, good point. My, my son, Nick, is like a bodybuilder. He's, you got to see him at 16. He looks jacked. Bobo uh, Schwarzenegger. He goes to one gym that's really, <laughs> really deals with, you know, bodybuilding. And Why? then we go to this other gym that we go to. Yeah, yoga. So but doesn't it, let me understand something. The gym that doesn't have to do with bodybuilding, what are they into that they're not into bodybuilding? <laughs> Because that's generally no, what they're into it's in gym. Cardio. It's a lot of cardio. Why? And, and some of the machines, they don't have multiple benches. So where there's other gym, they have more benches for him, so he doesn't have to wait around. Things like that, you know? I mean, Robin... So why uh, do you it, have the other gym? It seems like it's not any good, that other gym. No, it is body good. It is, I mean, it's, I love it. It's good for me, but there's certain <laughs> equipment in there that why? he, you know, he likes. They only have maybe one piece of it, yeah. you know? I'm like Jack LaLame. And the other one has multiple. It's so big, the other place. Jack, Jack LaLame? Jack LaLame. Bobo <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ferregno. Yeah, well, uh, Robin brings up a good point. I have seen your physique. It's, uh, right. It doesn't seem no, to be paying off. I've been going oh, yeah. for six days a week, I go. Why? Wow. I look wow. like Sylvester Stallone from First Blood now. Wow. I All right. What do you do? What do you do at the gym, Bobo? You watch people lift weights? I sweat. No, 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 no. I do the lat pull downs. I do lat pull downs. I do back. I do chest. You know, I don't do what he does. He watches what I do. I do it on much less level. I jump but... rope. I get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank That's you, Bobo. You get at the gym. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Jorge. Yes, Jorge in uh, Puerto Rico. Hey, Howard, how you doing? Hey, now. Hey, now. Bobo is a fucking asshole. He has Munchausen syndrome, or whatever the fuck you say it. He has cancer. Hey, he has had COVID three times. He's just full of fucking shit. He needs your pity because he's such a fucking asshole. And he should just shut the fuck up. You know, you make a good point. What disease hasn't he had in the last year? <laughs> okay, Jorge. Many things. A million well fucking things. Fuck him. Well said. Okay. Wow. Wow. Hey, Andy, what's up in Pennsylvania? You know, Howard, I'll tell you, you got to give yourself credit, too. You're by far the best interviewer I've ever heard or seen ever by far. That Bruce Springsteen interview was amazing. But just well, in general, your The Springsteen interview being on HBO seems to have riled up the Bill O'Reilly's and the mm. Howard Stern wannabes. They, they, they're they all jacked up about the fact that I have all the success. They get they get nuts. They, uh, you're you just, you're, they, they're jealous. They're, you're just so amazing because you're doing things. You went into radio and here you became one of the best interviewers ever. It's just amazing what you can you know, just well, have a real you. conversation with these people. And uh, we I love it. It's great. It's awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Okay. Andy yeah. says he's satisfied with my interviewing uh, skills. And let's go to Rooster, who we haven't spoken to since Holly Weird yes. Squares, which is a big, big success. I'll read you some of the fan feedback. They're still writing about Holly Weird Squares. Rooster, <laughs> what's up? What's on your mind? Well... I need to ask you something, Howard. I need to know if I get a pass that I did something good or if you're going to get on to me. Yesterday, about 4.30, my wife and I was running errands, and I got a shit extremely bad. So I go to a little station right next to Walmart. I kind of whip in pretty quick. I was going a little too fast. 
I whipped in. When I seen that the outside bathroom was out of order, I went to go on and leave out of the parking lot. A guy was leaving out of the parking lot and, and cut off in front of me, hit the brakes, and cussed me out. Told me I shouldn't have been coming in and out of the parking lot. I didn't even stop at the station. So I rolled the window down. I said, hey, dude. I said, I just came here because I got a shit. So then he cussed me out even more. I hope you shit on yourself. I hope you shit on yourself. He cussed me out some more, and then he left. Well, I told my wife, I said, okay, well, that just happened. So I decided to go to Walmart to use the bathroom. So I pulled out of the parking lot. I go over, and what do I see? But this dude getting out of his car right in the Walmart parking lot. So I thought, hmm, I got a good idea. So I looped around. And when I looped around, my wife went, oh, no. She scooched down in the seat and she covered her head up. I pulled over there next to his car and shit right by his door where his car is. Oh. All right. You want to pass yep. him or fail him on that spot? <laughs> I mean, I don't well, know what I mean, to say. Acted, I mean, he acted like a he acted like a Karen. He was just he acted like he was entitled. And Were you shitting just, on the driver's side or the passenger? I shit it on the driver's side where he's got to step in it to get back in his car. Well, uh, what Rooster is describing a guy who misbehaved and Rooster feels he got him back by shitting next to his car. <laughs> yes. What did you wipe with? My shirt, I took my T-shirt off, wiped, and threw it on the ground. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. Can you imagine? You know, you've seen Rooster. Can you imagine what his shits look like? Uh, oh, yeah, I imagine that there was no place to step for this guy. Yeah, it's, it's, like a, it's probably like when an elephant shits. It's like a big pile. <laughs> it's a big pile. <laughs> well, no, it, it wasn't lumpy. It was shitty. It was diarrhea. It was runny. It was, oh, oh. It, oh, it was a huge mess. <laughs> oh no i i, I um uh, did anyone uh, I, see you shitting in the parking lot no i wanted to pull off to the side and and video his response but then i didn't want to get in trouble and i didn't want him to recognize me so uh i just let karma do its thing and he just found mm. it but I, now uh, as well known as i am in this town if somebody seen me that i didn't see them I'm sure this is going to be on the internet. Well, Rooster, I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't know uh, what you gained. I mean, so this guy was yelling at you. Okay, you shit next to his car. We don't know that he stepped in it, so it could have been for nothing. Oh no, it was it was horrible. The only Um, reason I didn't get it on me was they were he was parked next to the buggies, so I put my feet inside the rails and hug on to the pipe where you pull the buggies in, and I was like. Up in the air a little bit, so no, I, I, he's got to step in it to get in his car. All right, well there you go. I uh, one way to solve a problem, I guess. Yeah, you showed him. Uh, you <laughs> fouled your T-shirt and shit all over the ground. Well, there you and go, Rooster. I don't know I what don't to know say. How he wasn't seen? Nobody was coming into this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't miss this. Guy. First of all, Rooster. I mean, if you look at him, he doesn't look like any other human being on the planet. I mean, people do pay, pay attention to him when he walks around. Yeah. But, um, all right, Rooster. I, I don't know what to say. I, I mean, uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say I'm not sure if he won or lost. I, I think. I don't think. I don't know what to think. I don't know. I don't know what to make yeah. of that. I mean, you shit next I to the guy's bad. car. If you feel better, then you win. How's that? I I, I feel better, and 
And if it, I didn't do anything to him, I didn't tear his property up. I, I didn't. I didn't destroy anything. He's just All gonna right. walk by and go, "Bro, who just shit on my day?" Well, you shit it on my day. So. All right, there you go. Rooster uh, getting back at the guy who I guess yeah. yelled at him in the parking lot. The fuck. Here's Tom. Who Why does that a- occur to people? Like, I'm going to go find his car and shit on the driver's side in the parking here's lot. T- here's Tom who says he subscribes to Bill O'Reilly's concierge service. Ooh. Really? Wild. No. Hey, Howard. Hey. Now, Howard, I was hoping that you were going to sign some of the guys up for the concierge No, that's what service. I. Pl- that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to like have Sal and Richard sign up for it. <laughs> And, and constantly uh, harangue him with questions. Yeah, Bill, I can't get a girl, uh, but there's a couple of hot chicks at work. Do you think I can, um, like, uh, phone them up and maybe talk dirty to them? I mean, I, like, with all kind of weird questions, you know? What, what about Bobo? No, I think, up. I think, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, here's a montage of Bill O'Reilly's smart tip. <laughs> I mean, this is him advising people. Smart life segment. Perhaps the most important segment we do every night. So I've told you about BillOReilly.com concierge membership. <laughs> For a pittance, and I mean that literally. Oh, is that the same one? Very little money. You have direct... Yeah, it sounds I think like... I'll play... Yeah. I don't know. Well, Howard, thank you for... Pink. Here we go. Wait. Here's this. Oh, okay. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for thank that. You. Right. Yeah, here he is. So I got a few letters here. Larry Baker in Lubbock says driving 35 miles an hour gets best gale mi- uh, gas mileage in most motor vehicles. Going 80 really cuts the MPG. Cindy Jan Tomaso, Winter Haven, Florida, use ceiling fans. I do. That's a really good way to save uh, on your electric bill. Karen Bardell, Kalama, Washington, use clotheslines. To dry clothing. That'll save you electricity. That's a good tip. Jim Ransom in Modesto, California says, I save a lot of money by keeping track of leftovers in my refrigerator, then consuming them for further dinners or lunches. Craig uh, Chumley. What the, what the fuck is he into? He's reading other people's tips. Yeah, where's his tip? I'm good. I feel uh, ripped off. <laughs> Richard Christie from New York doesn't brush his teeth. That'll save a boatload on toothpaste. A good idea. Uh, this one's from Hank from Pittsburgh. He lives in a box. That's going to save some major cash. Uh, Bob from Lancaster wrote me he saves a ton of money every year by wiping his ass with dirty socks. He doesn't have to buy toilet paper. These are great money-saving tips from BillOReilly.com. We have a great money-saving tip. Or This one says, uh, don't spend $100 a year on BillOReilly.com concierge right. service. You'll save, save a lot. Save your money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was the one tip? Somebody eats a lot of leftovers? What a brilliant tip. Yeah, nobody's ever heard of that before. Let me get a pen and write that down. Here, Here's a way to save money. Don't throw out uh, leftovers. Eat them the next night, and you will save money. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know that. That's the thing with this. He started this smart life segment over the summer. It was like his new big thing. He's trying to save people money 
but all of his tips were from other people. He was I like see. not really using his own stuff. He didn't yeah, complain. I can't see him hanging clothes on a clothesline. He, he complained about his kids like ordering orange juice at a restaurant whenever he had orange juice at the house. That was like his one tip. Oh, that's a good tip. There you go. Don't let the kids have orange juice at a restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> That'll save you a boatload. Well, how about not going to yeah. a restaurant? Like you're yeah. supposed to go to the restaurant and not order what you want? Here's my tip. Become Amish and build everything out of wood and have your neighbors build your house. How's that for a tip? Kingsborough, Massachusetts. Um, when I buy something online, mm -hmm. which everybody does now, I immediately go and Google the product. Mm. And often they have discount coupons. Whoa, what a good tip. And <laughs> we want you again. Send us smart life tips. Anything at all. Wow. Help your I'm fellow Americans. Them. We gotta fight so this Biden incompetence. <laughs> wow, what a what a broadcast. You know, I went to college with him. I hope I hope you know that. <laughs> I remember I passed him in the hall and I went, look at the fucking guy. What a horrible looking man. <laughs> uh this uh, listener writes me, uh, Bill, I only buy expired milk. Well, wow, that's fabulous. That's a huge saving. And day old bread. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Daisy from uh, North Carolina says, Bill, I eat out of dumpsters and shit in the street. Wow, what a great money-saving tip. <laughs> you know, another tip I received was use your tea bag five times. Never throw those guys out. And uh, by the way, use your shoe as a uh, coffee filter. It's much cheaper than buying coffee filters. Many people said to me, Bill O'Reilly, what can I do to save money? That's why I started this segment. It's called Bill O'Reilly. I'm going to give you life, smart life tips. So here's what I want you to uh, hear. I heard from John Kishmer and Torzeran from New Jersey. He says, Bill, we only use newspapers as shoes. We've saved a fortune here in Jersey. Here's another one from Alaska. Uh, this is uh, Mary from Alaska. She says, Bill, I only wait for it to rain when I shower. I've never, ever had a water bill. Uh, Maureen from Alabama says, I cut off my tits and I save a ton of money in bras. What a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Bill, years ago, we got rid of our bathroom in our house. I now use it as an office. Now I just shit in Walmart parking lots. What a great <laughs> idea. That's brilliant. Stop washing your clothes. And embrace the stink bill, save you a ton of money. Yes, Peter from Idaho. I drink my own urine bill. I save money on soda. Yes, yes. These are all money-saving tips. I'm a great broadcaster. I'm a genius. Fuck you. Most important thing he does every day on whatever that show is. Yeah. Here's one from Robin from New Jersey. I use paper towel rolls as tampons. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Bill, years ago, I started to observe cows. I began eating grass from my own lawn. I save a ton on food. Thank you for that one. What a show. Yes, Bill. For years, I spent money on bowls. Now I drink soup out of my shoe. Bill, I've <laughs> saved a fortune. I'm a genius. <laughs> you would not believe it. When we had dinner parties, we used to serve croutons. Now I just trim my fingernails in the salad. People love it. Same crunch. <laughs> Bill, here's a tip. I never buy gas. I just push my car. 
Like on the Flintstones. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <sighs> what a fucking show. He's got wow. to be proud. He's got to be proud. Yes, Here's what he's I the noticed. Best broadcaster. <laughs> Here's what I noticed about Bill. He used to have people who actually wrote the material from Fox News, and uh, now now he's now he's left to his own devices, and he's reading the listener tips on saving money. Well, those are some tips. And we're going to use your tips. And I just got one that I just want to tell you about. This is from Marion on a message board. And she says, basically, when you go into a restaurant, if you buy a beverage, as we discussed yesterday, it's going to stretch it from 3 to $12. If you, if you buy an expensive this. cocktail, it's going to be 12 If you buy in a soda or coffee, it's going to be 3 So what Marion does, and what I do, too, she orders no, a nice doesn't. tall glass of water. That's free in most American restaurants. Now, in Europe, they charge you for water, but not here yet. And then she gets sliced lemons, <laughs> which they'll give you free. Squeeze the lemons into water and puts a dab of sweetener or sugar in it, and you got lemonade. So that'll there save you, you a lot of money, and and that's living a smart <laughs> life. Another yeah, uh, Bill, uh, Bill, uh, I've turned into MacGyver. Right? When I go to a restaurant, I just ask for various components, and I make my own lemonade. Can you imagine going into a restaurant? You go with your kids. I mean, my parents used to embarrass me in a restaurant. <laughs> I, I like he brings the kids. Quay some water, some lemons, and some sugar, and we're going to make our own lemonade at the table. Yeah, I came to the restaurant so I could cook for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you stay home at that point? Uh, I take my kids out. I, this guy has millions of dollars. He's taking his kids out. He won't let him get a drink. Dad, can we have a drink? No. No. Why don't you just bring... You know what I do, Bill? I, 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 this is a good idea. I bring a box of spaghetti with me to the restaurant, and I just order <laughs> boiling water, <laughs> and I boil my spaghetti. What a what a show. What a fucking show this guy's putting on. I like that he's commenting on me. It's a brilliant show. Yes. Bring your bring ask order lemons, water. You won't be the laughing stock of the restaurant. <laughs> uh Bill, uh what I do is uh I bring my own lettuce and order tomatoes. That's a salad. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> unpack your bags. You get there. Yeah, um, you know, Bill, I, I must tell you, uh, uh, I was very strapped for money. I, um, I started subscribing to your show and now I sold my daughter into slavery. We have plenty of money. Every month we get a check from a Japanese businessman. Wow. No kidding. Bill, another way to save money in a restaurant. Not only do I make my own lemonade and spaghetti, but I don't tip. I just fuck the people who serve me as a as a gratuity. I like blow the waiter. I offer services. <laughs> Another one I got In was exchange. before you go to a restaurant, punch up the restaurant's name and website, and the menu will come up and know what you're getting into. Because hmm. all the prices will be on the internet before you go. You can see it all yeah. and calibrate research. what's worth it or not. Bill, before I go to a restaurant, I look up uh, where they are, and then I ice their uh, driveway. I slip on it, and then I sue them, and I get a free meal. <laughs> Another thing uh, I do with my kids. He's so pompous, too. Another thing I do with my kids. Uh, take my kids you, to the restaurant. Yeah, well, I take yeah. my kids. Me, too. I take my kids to a restaurant. And if you notice, a lot of the bread rolls, the bread, the rolls, they're all free. So what I do is uh, I tell the kids to order bread until they kick us out. <laughs> and the water's free here in America. Uh, in Europe, we ordered water. They charged us. But uh, the bread and rolls are free.
<laughs> Another thing you might want to do is steal the silverware. So when you go home, you have a nice set of silverware. Hey, melt it down and <laughs> make yourself some coins. <laughs> Here's a great tip. Um, what you do is go into the bathroom and siphon off the hand soap from the bathroom. And then you go home and you have a whole thing of hand soap. It's free. <laughs> what are those tips? Those are some tips. A lot of times what we do, and I tell my kids to do this, we eat 90% of a hamburger, let's say. Then we slip a hair into it and then we get another one free. We bring that home for dinner the next night. I mean, wow. Yeah, you might want to check the menu before you go. Mm. See if they have lemons. Because <laughs> you need them for your lemonade. <laughs> wow. Go into the restaurant, order water and lemons. That's free. And then ask for some sugar packets and make well, your own drink. have sugar on the table, too. So all of yeah. that is free. Wow. Wow. That Doesn't that defeat the purpose of going to a restaurant? Yeah, I thought you went to relax. Now you're <laughs> mixing drinks. Uh, hey, kids, be on the lookout. Is the waiter looking at me? I'm going to make some lemonade over here. <laughs> a lot of times when I take my kids to a restaurant, you, you see a lot of people don't finish their meals. What we do is we go around to other tables and take those scraps. They're free. And then we have a whole meal. Uh, we don't even order anything. We just we just pull everything off of other people's plates when they leave the restaurant. When is he going to remember the <laughs> the the ketchup packet tip? <laughs> no, order tomatoes and sugar, and uh, and then make your own ketchup. <laughs> like an Amish. <laughs> a lot of times, uh, this is a great tip. Check whether the furniture is bolted down in the restaurant. If not, it's yours. Yeah. Don't use that napkin. Take it home. Ay, ay, ay. This gentleman orders dinner for himself and then chews and regurgitates it into his kid's mouth. It's just like a mama bird. Saves a boatload of money. Ay, ay, ay. Yes, Amy, you're on the air. Hey, Howard. Hey, Robin. Hey, now. I wanted to... I wanted to comment yeah. on Rooster taking that shit in the parking lot. The only yeah. person that he hurt is some guy making minimum wage at Walmart who's going to have to clean that up. You know, or the, the old lady yeah. who parks in that spot next and gets out of her car and steps in it or slides in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of grossed you out, honestly. You make a honestly. good point. Yeah. You make a good point, yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah, that guy's going right. to see it and step over it, but nobody else is. Cool. All right, Amy. Thanks, good point. Guys. Thank you. Yeah, people shitting in the park, park lot, parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So there's a Martin Luther King in two states in this country. They celebrate Martin Luther King Day, Robert Martin Luther King, Robert E. Lee Day. Yeah. To balance everything out. Now, how do you celebrate that? I mean, what what does the ceremony look like? You know, what does yeah, the well, teaching lesson look like? I need to know all of that. Yeah, well, I told you, first investigate Hanukkah Hitler Day and then we'll <laughs> get it all right. Uh, remember this song? I was gonna clean my room until I got high. I love yes. Afro Man's uh, I, was I Got High. I get up and find the broom, but then I got high. 
One of the greatest novelty songs, one hit wonder song yes. ever. Yes. And uh, Afro Man got into some weird shit. He didn't do anything wrong, but. What happened? Um, well, first of all, let's just say Afro Man never had a big hit again. I don't think that I know of the one. Um, I know he tried. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, the one I actually like, which I thought would have been a big hit, was She Won't Let Me Fuck by Afro Man. Mm. Uh, but it never, it never, uh, it never took off. She won't let me fuck, <laughs> baby. I, I really need to bust a nut. Oh, 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 oh. She won't let me fuck, honey. It didn't have the same vibe. I, I really need to bust a nut. I mean, it was catchy. It's just, you know, she won't let me fuck. Still, I got high was like yeah. universal. Everybody understood. Everybody had the experience. So Afro Man ended up back in the news. This is kind of fucked up. His home, his home in Ohio was raided by police. And when I say raided by police, I mean, dudes were in tactical gear. And uh, it seems, I don't know whether somebody... Again, it was it was kind of not clear to me, but maybe somebody called up and said he had like a thousand pounds of weed in his house. <laughs> and you know when people do that, they, they and then the police raided the place and they they he has it on film. I saw it. They they broke through his door. So um, this was just some call to the police, and they decided uh, yeah. they were going to get all together. They no investigation. Let's just go raid. Afro Man was never charged with a crime. And also, he claims police stole $400 from his home, home that was seized in the raise. And he does have it all on film. Like, you know, he sees, you see people. I guess he had a camera, video camera. How much camera. pot did he have, actually? Zero. He had no illegal substance, wow. according to the, to, to what I'm reading here. Um, I don't know, but but I don't know if that hurts his cred or helps his cred, but he had zero <laughs> drugs in his home. I mean, it's, it appears it was like some sort of weird setup, but he did write a song about it. That's the point. All right. So it's, he's trying to get back into the music industry. Well, yeah, he's always been in it. But uh, this song is uh, what happened is after the police broke down the door. And I mean, they just they took the door right off the frame with one of those, you know, those yeah, things, that the, things that battering you batter ram. in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Battering ram. Well, so and no one repaired the door afterwards so he's of course he's, no they don't put the door back on well he wrote a song will you help me repair my door will you help me repair my gate will you help me repair my door Thanks. did you find what you was looking for music business he never got out he he was well, able to make a living with till i got high yeah i guess i don't know that much about or afro man yeah, yeah i don't i can't answer i'm not casey Kasem's jr i can't you know <laughs> handle all of your questions on afro man but uh i know that um 
Derek and Mike Trainer, who both are on our staff, they are big Afro Man fans, and are they, they actually, yeah, they actually go into the deep cuts on Afro Man because they were <gasps> talking to me about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad um, to hear that. So I guess he can tour. I know got that more than uh, one song they want to hear. I know we had Afro Man on when his song yes. was big and uh, seemed like a nice guy, and. I do know that uh, Gary had a great story because Gary got Afro Man on the show. And well, Gary, tell your Afro Man story. It's kind of funny. So Afro Man comes on our show and I think he performs. And, you know, when when these guys come up, there's people from the record company and there's publicists. And sometimes they don't even know who half these people are. So it all ends and we're in the studio and he puts his arm around me and he brings me over to the corner. And he goes, so, dude, man, what should I do next? And I don't know who he thought I was. I don't know if he thought it was a producer, but he's like, what should I, and it wasn't like, what should I do next? Like, where are we going today? It was like, Hey, I was wondering if you had any advice on what I should be doing next in my career. And I was like, I don't know. You think, <laughs> you think he got confused and thought you were a record company guy? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Wow. And, and Mike and Derek, you guys are big Afro man fans. Am I correct in saying that Afro man has not left the music business? He's uh, still working it, right? He's been around playing smaller and smaller venues, but he's had a career. Uh, you know, his house looks nice too. It has a gate for them to break and, uh, right. cameras everywhere. Um, but no, yeah, a lot of fun songs that because I got high album had a lot of fun songs that were big when me and Derek were in college and <laughs> they were played a lot. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, he probably had, I mean, you honestly, I could listen to that good times album he did start to finish like cult 45 and two zigzags is a great one that's about uh drinking and smoking pot and then uh you know there's tall cans which is just about drinking and then there's because i got high which is about pot so you know he's got a range yeah, yeah you can yeah. see why they might have thought he had drugs in his home <laughs> uh, uh hey you know uh look can who he knows? sue somebody for that illegal i mean that was a terrible raid and he incurred it, it, a lot of damage i believe I'm sure. they, I, I think they suspended the cop who is on camera sticking the money in his pocket and i believe that part of it is under investigation because he's claiming that they you know while they were going through all his suit pockets and all that stuff they shoved the money into his into wow. the pocket and kept it so you well, know and you his go. kids were home too it was you know it was fucked up they raided the guy's house in the middle of the night and they're knocking the doors off the hinges and yeah it's crazy yeah well you know look uh this is the afro man saga and uh you know but, but fucking gary didn't give him good advice i mean that's all i know Whatever. <laughs> he didn't yeah. tell him where to I go know. next and look <laughs> <No>. what happened <laughs> yeah. by the way in all fairness to gary i don't think he's figured out where to go next so he's, uh, <laughs> say, gary, gary is still <laughs> trying to figure out where to go <laughs> i want to thank uh zip recruiter zip recruiter find the right people to help you achieve your company goals with zip zip zippity recruiter they say four out of five employers get a quality candidate within the first day try it for free at zip recruiter <laughs> that's pretty good a little special effects maybe maybe we don't have a, a service but a concierge service on this show but you do get <laughs> special effects <laughs> my hair during this song why are you fixing your hair during this song um it's 
good opportunity while she's singing. I can fluff my fro out. <laughs> Isn't that what Bill O'Reilly said? I have an afro. He said you had a big fro, yeah. Yeah, big fro. So cool. Robin uh, was texting me the other day. She asked me what I was doing, and I said, I was honest. I was on Daily Mail evaluating Marin Morris in her bikini. <laughs> on vacation, uh, had, you said. Yeah, she was on vacation, <laughs> and uh, Daily Mail had uh, bikini sh- photos of Marin Morris displaying her curves. That's how they put it, something like that. And um, I was looking at him. I like her. And I like hey, how you she said you were bikini. evaluating, and I said, "Is he yeah. evaluating whether she's having a good vacation, or no. if she should have worn that suit?" <laughs> I was evaluating her in a bikini, <laughs> imagining what it might look like without the bikini, <laughs> and you know, her walking Amazing. around in her bikini. Yeah, I was that's, texting. He says, "I got to get back to something important." <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I'm too busy to watch football. I <laughs> I have to evaluate. Marin Morris's bikini outfit. I, you know, it, it was kind of great because I'd never seen any pictures of her in a bikini before, and they had like fifteen. You know? Oh, I and don't th- think that's true. I think I've texted you before, and you've been busy with Marin Morris doing but no something. No, what I'll do is I'll Google Marin Morris and then go to her uh-huh. images. But uh, oh, I'd okay. never seen her in a bikini before, and. And what they do so effectively on the Daily Mail, they wait for you to turn around so they get your ass, they get your legs, they get they get everything. Oh, so they give a you a full... 360 so right. you can see the whole thing. And they're smart. Even if a woman doesn't look good, they always say, hey, look how beautiful so-and-so looks in her bikini. Therefore, ah. they don't look like dicks. Right. You know, you and taking then, these and the, pictures and right. splattering them all over the Daily Mail. Yeah. Right. And then you read the comments. Everybody else makes the nasty remarks. Look at the sale. Look at this. Look at that. I told you they even have gorgeous pictures of Emily Ratajkowski, who is gorgeous. And they, the, the comments underneath the people are vicious. Look at her lips. She looks like a fish. She has a weird belly button. She's got and I'm like, wow. For God's sake. If she looks bad, imagine if they see a picture of me. I mean, my God. Well, do they want these women to continue to disrobe and, and allow pictures to be taken or they want them right. to go away? What is their deal? Yeah, I'm like, shh, don't make fun of Emily Ratajkowski. <laughs> you could embarrass her into not being in her, her little That's panties right. and bra outfit. Yeah. Stop it. Um, but I was looking at these pictures of Marin Morris. She's in a bikini. And where is she? She's in Tulum. I've been to Tulum, Mexico. Uh-huh. And uh it's a very nice place, but I'll tell you what, I'll never go back because if they're taking pictures of her, imagine they get a picture of me in my bathing suit. <laughs> I would just die. I would just I would just kill myself. I'm gonna go on Daily Mail then and I'll be evaluating. <laughs> no, 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 no. God, I keep my shirt on. You know, I mean it would be humiliating. And uh you know. Yeah, you just want to jump. I, I've been the victim of that a few times in my career where there were, I, I don't even see these photographers. Uh, one time I went to Hawaii years and years and years ago. And, uh, th- these guys were in a tree taking pictures of me. I had no idea. 
I mean, you don't even see them. They're like they're they're like insects. They don't they they're so good at their job. They 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 should be in the military to, in camouflage. They, you don't see and these have guys a anywhere. Rifle. That's what they should have. Not a right. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> but here it is. Da- Daily Mail. Marin Morris showcases cleavage in barely their zebra print bikini as she prances oh. around the beach in Tulum getaway. Prances around. <laughs> But it's a very nice headline, and it, 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 I tell you the truth, I had a choice. Text with you or look at her, and I, <laughs> I, I chose her over you, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> I know, you got right off. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy. Leave me alone. It's my weekend. <laughs> I was like a teenager I'm yesterday. sorry I interrupted something so important. I worked out yesterday in only one gym, not two. Uh, like Bobo. <laughs> Bobo goes to two gyms. It's great. Um, it takes look, two look at gyms this comment. to get no results. <laughs> right. Look at this comment under Marin's article. She is strange looking. No, she's not. What? She's hot. You'd fucking come so fast if you fucked her. Fuck you. Well, let Same me with- say, if she's strange looking, he must be around just a ton of ugly people. Right. <laughs> she's the first beauty he's ever seen. Like Emily Ratajkowski, you cannot criticize that girl's looks. I'm sorry. The guy goes, too skinny, fake tits. But meanwhile, I think her tits are real, but I mean, I'm a connoisseur of this kind of thing. I remember seeing her <laughs> in the video with um, Robin, Robin Thicke. Thicke. And those titties looked as real as they could be. I mean, I'm a pretty good judge of that. I've seen quite a few titties in my life on this show. Yeah. Like, look at this comment. She's so beautiful. She can't even have a break in the men she's dating. She goes from one to the next one to the next without a break. No shortage of men (laughs) flying around her. Uh, Here's another comment. Gross. Spare us the sexy, pouty faces. You cannot pull it off. These women kill me with their obvious insecurities. Boy, oh boy. Mm. I'm like, hmm. Boy, and you must be good looking. But that's that's a particular uh, insult. You know, like now you're looking at her facial expression. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, you know, the comments are interesting. Guys are mostly angry. Women, too. They're angry with good-looking women. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love the women who, you know, they see her and they go, she's triggering me. I have an eating disorder. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I was uh, busy and Robin interrupted my train of thought. <laughs> I didn't even know. I had no idea. <laughs> I know. I'm busy looking at bikini photos of Marin Morris. Please, <laughs> please do not disturb I need time to evaluate. That, uh, no noti- you know, no notifications. I'm looking at Marin Morris. And I want to argue with the people who write comments below. I want to go like, what the fuck do you look like? I mean, I'd like to see a picture of you. You could write that. Yeah. Under the picture. Yeah, I, I was thinking about writing, but maybe I'd be kind of lame. Start <laughs> arguing with people online. <laughs> uh, Justin, you're on the air in Maryland. Hey, good morning, sir. How are you today? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. I uh, just wanted to call today. First and foremost, uh, sorry for the loss with your dad. I, I lost my dad probably about uh, 14 years ago. He was like in his late 40s, so I feel your pain. You know there. what's weird? I, I still think my dad's alive, like in a weird way, because, I, you know, we didn't really ever talk that much. So 
it's like when I'm like kind of just walking around and stuff, I go, oh, that's right. My dad died because it doesn't feel that much. I never talked to him anyway. I have the same feeling about my parents. You know, both of them are gone. And I was, you know, we didn't have that kind of relationship where we were constantly talking to each other or seeing each other. And so I sometimes have to remind myself that they're not here anymore. That's not even possible. Yeah, because like my relationship with my dad is pretty much the same as when he was alive. Yeah. Communication. You know, he didn't really, he was not that interested in talking to me. I sort of related oh, um, to, well, there, there's nothing I miss. <laughs> yeah. Know, because there was nothing to miss. <laughs> well, my mom, forget, oh man. I mean, yeah, my I, mom. I, oh, go I, ahead, I Justin. totally understand it. Uh, yeah. uh, the reason I was calling today is my dad's actually, he was an artist for Magic the Gathering. And, uh, I recently saw one of your pieces that you put up. It was, I believe, CPS, what the media was. I was just yes. curious, are you planning on doing any other medias? Is that the only one you use? And I know you don't like putting your art out there, but is there a place that I can see more of your art? Because I'm an artist myself, and I really like looking at it. I think it's a great uh, piece that you did that you posted on Howard Stern, I believe it was. Yeah, I um, I um, no, I, I just do watercolor, though. But sometimes I do a painting in sepia, but sometimes I do it with, um, you know, color, full color. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I, I, I've got an Instagram account with a lot of the paintings I do, but I only allow my friends on it because I didn't want to have a whole bunch of, uh, fucking weird comments, you know, like, like, like the ones on Maris, Marin yeah, Mark. Yeah. Right. I totally so, understand. I get it. Yeah. But I, I was thinking, you know, maybe I shouldn't be so weirded out by that and just put it out there. And I do a lot of, a lot of my wife's Instagram, she Posts a lot of my art. She'll always say to me, "Hey, can I show this?" So it's out there. I, I enjoy it. I was painting this weekend and uh, painting a little wall, like a wall. It's a very small painting of a wall with a statue on it. it looks pretty interesting so far. We'll see how it goes. All right, really Justin. Nice. Thanks. No, I was talking about my mom. My my mom. Oh my god, she's so fucking funny. I mean, you know, pretty much all she does is lay in bed now. You know, and, and that's not that, good. She no, doesn't get not. up, I mean, a couple of times a day and just sit in a chair? She does get up for meals. Like, she'll sit at the table for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which I'm happy okay. about. It. And okay, then she's got, good. She does have a physical therapy where they, um, like, two or three times a week, they walk her around the hall. And she, uh-huh. you know, she's all proud about that. She goes, I walk uh, to the end of the hall and back. And uh, she said to me, do you want to uh, take a rest? I said, no. I walked all the way back, and I didn't take a rest. I'm like, good, Mom. That sounds uh, promising. (laughs) Yeah, I was listening to a a little something about age and mobility. Yeah. And the more sedentary you get... The more function you lose, That's right. the less well your organs work. And it just, it leads to this downward spiral that really the battle is keeping older people moving. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I try to motivate my mom. I'm like, mom, come on, let me take you outside. Let's do this. But she, she won't hear of it. And then 
I'm, I was watching a video this weekend, a 96-year-old woman who's a gymnast. You should have seen yes, her. Yes, I shit. saw I, those group of gymnasts, those yeah. people who do the senior Olympics. Yeah, it's They're crazy. amazing. Yeah, well, my mother ain't doing that. She walks She's down the hall. She's <laughs> oh, no. I called her on my birthday. I figured, you know, that's the right thing to do because yeah. my mom, after all, gave birth to me on my birthday. It's more her birthday. It's really birthday. her day. Yeah. That's right. That's how I look at it. So, Mom, <laughs> how you doing? Oh, hello, hello. You know, and I'm like, uh, Mom, I'm calling you because it's really your birthday. That's how I make her feel good. I give away like my day. I go, it's really your birthday. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I go, Mom, it's uh, it's so great. You gave birth to me. You're a great mom. Thank you. You know, I, I build her up a little yeah. bit. And then she goes through the same stories you've heard a million times. I mean, it's wild. It's the same. When you were born, your father said, did you hear what we got? We got a son, and he was so happy. He loved you so much. You know, she does that story, and I don't know. And uh, But I started in with her. I go, Mom, it's our birthday today. You gave birth to me. Thank you. Blah, 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 blah. She was she was she just immediately changed the subject. She was like, "Oh God, something horrible happened today. Something horrible." I go, "What? What are you talking about? What what horrible thing happened?" Yeah. Um, I don't understand. And she goes, "Listen." I, today is the day I take my shower. And you wouldn't believe it. I got my hair soaked up before I go in the shower. And I get in there and the water was turned off in the building. Oh, that is terrible. I mean, I, but come on. I go, Mom, what? I'm ready for how long? I don't remember how long. It seemed like a long time. It was horrible. We suffered. I said, well, that is a bad thing, but okay, Mom. It's all right. I mean, it's not. It was terrible because I got the aide gave me a robe and I sat there with the wet hair and it was very difficult. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, I, 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 so that was like the big thing on the birthday. So we never yeah, really, but, had you a, know, that uh, is a, that's a, a, yeah. like a, getting cold water slapped in your face when you get in that shower and you're expecting to be able to rinse off and no water at all and you got soap all over your head yeah anyway that was my birthday hey uh Kristen, you're <laughs> on the air in new jersey what can i do for you hey howard huge fan um hey. i wanted just to i just wanted to clarify something about what joe rogan said about you so just so you know, when you decided to take summers off, I started to listen to Joe Rogan's show, and he loves you. I mean, he only says good things about you. He may, he says you were woke, but that is, like, not taken totally out of context. He actually agrees with you on a lot of things. The only thing oh. he disagrees with you on is the vaccine. He's totally about women's rights to choose. I think Joe no. Rogan, kind of like me... Used to be very, very liberal, but is now more libertarian. And he was just on the other day with a couple of comedians and saying that 
you know, he wouldn't be where he is today if it wasn't for Howard Stern. So I oh, wow. well, that's nice. You know what it is? I think know. the media tries to start a feud for me. I woke up yeah, this morning. I you have a feud with him. No, I, I don't feel negatively toward him at all. I I woke up this morning. There was a headline on my Yahoo news feed. Uh, Joe Rogan criticizes Howard Stern calls. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm woke. It calls him woke. And, uh, you know, so you read these things and this is what they try to do. They try to start a feud. Uh, right. Because and they it do sells that newspapers. I am a fan of Joe's. I, I always liked him. I used to have him on the show all the time. Yeah. We would have um, Joe on a lot. I promoted his early career in comedy. Uh, he went on to, uh, you know, big success with, um, what the hell was the TV show where everybody used to eat weird oh, shit? Oh, Fear Factor. Fear Factor. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I know, I never, I never had a problem with Joe, but I woke up this morning and I'm reading about this, these horrible comments. And, you know, I should really hear stuff before I comment because a lot of the times. The headline is always to hook you in and make you read. Yeah, and it will lead you in a direction that maybe isn't even the right so I, direction. So I got good and pissed off because the you know when I wake up in the morning I'm like a fucking bear, <laughs> and I went oh what's with this guy criticizing me? And then I get like all bent out of shape, and then I come down here and I start doing my show, and I'm like ready to fucking rip someone a new asshole because um, <laughs> off of something I've read that he, the guy probably didn't even say. And I've been the victim yeah. of that about 50 times where I read the headline and it's just awful. It's like, you know, this guy criticized. I said, first of all, I haven't heard from the guy in 100 years. That's number one. Number two, uh, what does that mean? I'm woke. I mean, what? I mean, I don't even know that that's a criticism. I don't know what that is. I'm woke. I mean, it, 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 I hate when people go, oh, he's woke. It means you disagree with me, I guess. So I don't know. I got bent out of shape when I saw it, and uh, I'm yeah. ready to go to war with somebody. But if you if you're telling me it wasn't a bad comment, then I'll take your word for it. And uh, my apologies. Okay. Well, you know, I heard a, a I heard a headline today, and it made me think of you. It said that grumpy people are more productive. Well, then I'm grumpy, man. I'm, I'm grumpy because I am productive. I, I'm working all the time, so I'm fucking exhausted. But um, there you go. All right. So, uh, again, I don't well, even know what the guy said. you don't know which said. came first. Were you grumpy and you just are more productive? Or were you productive and now you're grumpy? I yeah. think you're a grumpy person and grumpy people in general are more productive than anybody else. So, by the way. If Joe said something nice, I apologize. And if Joe didn't say something nice, then I don't apologize. Okay? And then How's fuck that? you. No. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care, Kristen. All right. All right. Bye-bye. All right. There bye. you go. I don't have any problems with anybody at this point in my life. What am I going to do? You don't like me. You don't like me. Go fuck off. And if you like me, hey, you're my pal. What can I say? <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> That's it. That's how Trump divides people. Yeah. You like me, I love you. <laughs> I'm a little bit Trumpy that way. You like me, I like you. You don't like me, go fuck yourself and I'll find out what's wrong with you. Yeah, Marianne from Brooklyn, how are you? 
How would everybody love you? They just want to talk so they could get airtime with you. Um, right. I want to say um, the best way to start the day, Howard, is you. And there's only one you. Gandhi, Mother Teresa, and Howard Stern, king mm. of all media. But Howard, right. did, you, did you get my gift? My, my doctor now extra gift? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, what's, Mary, what's going on? Okay, okay, got, got it now. Marion has a... Uh, she's really sounded like the crow. <laughs> Mary, the crow? I thought there was a chimpanzee in our house attacking her. Um, wait, 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 Howard, I spoke to him personally. Okay, so you got the tape. Did you love it? Yes, Marion called Dr. Now and got him to make a message. Wow. So there you go. There it is. Thank you, Marion. Wait, 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 Howard. I called him. He's a fan of yours. He loves the show. I sent you another gift. He signed a book for you. I got it for you. It's coming your way. And can you play it? Because I never heard it because I, I called him. I spoke to his secretary. Then I spoke to him. Cut that! Chris Warming! Cut that! Wow. Wow is right. Jesus. Could she be that hyper the whole day? I don't know, but that's, I mean, she should calm down. We have, we've had other people who've left this show because they couldn't calm down. <laughs> I think Mary Ann's getting to that point. You're right about this grumpy thing. I tell you, I'm walking the other day. I take a walk every day and I just, my wife, my poor wife, I, I was just like, honey, these people who walk by us who are heavily perfumed. Now I'm walking outside. On a nice day. And there are certain people who are so, they wear this cologne. And then they go for like a run or a bike ride. And they smell to high heaven because they're sweating. So you're smelling sweat and cologne and perfume. And I'm like, are they that unaware of their own stench? I mean, it's it's, it's like you're, they're wafting as they walk <laughs> by everyone. And I look at them and I'm like, I just wanted to say to them, really? You stink. You smell like cheap perfume. And men, I see men doing this. And I think they think they smell good. Even you if just, they're sweating and all yeah. of that. Take a fucking shower every day. And if you're going to go exercise, don't wear perfume. First of all, you're going to attract bugs. For your own, you know, self-preservation, don't wear it. Stink to high heaven. E. Hey, I'll give a shout out. You know which TV show I'm watching that I kind of like? It's a streaming show on Hulu. And by the way, Hulu, you got to get your fucking app together. It's, um, you know, it doesn't hold the place of where you're at sometimes. Oh, if you stop it in mid viewing, yeah. you don't come back to the same place? No, you're on like a, you were on episode two. It's on episode six somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, but uh, I'm watching. Um, remember the woman who used to be on Saturday Night Live, A.D. Bryant? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yes. watching her show. It's called Shrill. You might like it. I, I like it very much. Shrill. I will have to take a look. I like A.D. But the show that I'm really fucking obsessed with, and, and someone who works with us um, recommended this show to me maybe over seven years ago. And I don't know. I ignored the recommendation. Wow. I bet you've watched. I bet you've already seen this show, but I love it. I'm watching it. There's three seasons of it on. I want to say Paramount Plus. I What's think it it's called? on Paramount Plus. Penny Dreadful. 
Have you watched <gasps> that? Love Penny Dreadful. Did you see all three seasons? Yes. Yes. Oh, I you watched did, the yeah. whole thing, yeah. Boy, I can't stop watching it. It's terrific. Now, are they still making those, or is that it? It's just three seasons. I don't think so. I think it's done. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. It's done, Howard. Oh, it's done. Do you like it, John? It was a great show. It was on in uh, 2016. Hit him with the high. Okay. Well, I tell you, I'm behind. I'm behind on that one. But it's got. Listen to this. It's got um, uh, Doctor Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster. Now I'm only in season one, so I, you know, I, I think there's even more shit. They got werewolves. They got everything I like. They got uh, Dorian Gray, who keeps a picture of himself in the attic. They got a woman who's possessed and has to have exorcisms. They got, they got everything. <laughs> they threw they everything, everything at the wall. <laughs> but it's well done, and it's and there's nudity too. Chicks are naked. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's like, whoa, this is fucking good. So I'm I'm giving I I know you're probably sick of getting recommendations from people on what to watch on streaming services but Yeah, but there's so much you got to have people talking about these things otherwise you never no. find anything. Well, I'm I'm talking about it. It currently it currently airs on Paramount Plus but it was originally on Showtime. Penny yeah. Dreadful. It's a stupid name. That's why I wasn't attracted to it. But then ignore the name. It's really good. Hey, a couple of people died. I got to mention Okay, why not? Shocking, one of them. Well, I'll start with the le least shocking because he was 78 years old, yet the guy was a great guitar player, Jeff Beck. It's weird. Jeff Beck definitely is one of those guys who you got to admire because he really stuck to his guns, I guess. Maybe sometimes even to his own detriment because he could, the story goes that before Ron Wood, the Rolling Stones asked him to be in the band, and he said yeah. no. You know, but he was considered one of the greatest guitar players. I didn't really know a lot about Jeff Beck. I mean, now that he's dead, <clears throat> I know some more about him. But I, I know I used to listening to him because I wasn't really familiar with his music. I know there's some that's really recognizable, but I had to, uh, you know, sort of go back and and associate the man with the sound. The only thing I knew about Jeff Beck, like for sure, is when I was a music DJ. Um, you know, I used to work at progressive rock radio stations where I had to pick my own music and do my own segues. And, and quite frankly, it was a fucking nuisance. Like there's <laughs> a lot of people who worship those days where the jock got to pick the music. I hated it. I was so happy when like Lee Abrams came in and forced you to play his music. I was like, thank God. I don't want to pick the records. I want I want to play a record so I have time to go to the bathroom and then get on the air and talk. But when I started out, I was a progressive rock DJ. And the reason I was a progressive rock DJ is because I couldn't have been any other kind of DJ. Because I sucked. I couldn't be top 40. I wasn't I didn't know how to do it. I, I didn't know how to do it. You know, top <laughs> 40. I, it would have given me a nervous breakdown. All those like the fast moving shows with the music right, and, and the, the, the jingles and all that stuff. Yeah. There's no way I could have pulled that off on my own. I had a friend who was doing top 40 when I got graduated college. He was doing it in New Hampshire. I went to watch him. I was like, how's he not having a nervous breakdown? This fucking guy. <laughs> like you had to, like you had to move from element to element to element. And he was so relaxed to be like, you know, 
Coming at you, 95 degrees, going here at the, uh, you know, I don't know what the name of the station was, like the War Pig or something. Like, 95 War Pig, and, and then like, boom, he would um, play a jingle, then he'd play a commercial, then he'd play a song, and then he's talking over the song and talking it up, and I'm like, how the fuck is he doing this? And how am I going to do this? And progressive radio was the greatest because you could talk like a normal person and fuck up. Yeah, those guys like, sometimes almost <clears throat> sounded like they were falling asleep. They talked yeah. so slow. <laughs> like I used to listen to progressive radio and they had a bunch of guys who had shitty voices. But they were like music experts. Right. You know, like uh, like WNEWFM had Pete Forn. Hi, this is Pete Fornatel. <laughs> And we're going to play some Jeff back for you. And then we're going to segue into, you know. The guys who are really good at radio are the top 40 guys. Like Broadway Bill Lee. That guy must have eight arms. I, I watched tape of him doing radio. I still, I've been in radio over 40 years. I couldn't do that. That was Broadway Bill Lee. I mean, how the fuck is he doing all that? He's rhyming. He's playing records rapidly. He's going to commercials. He's playing jingles. The fuck? I don't know how to do that. That's work. I love being a progressive DJ, but play a record for nine minutes. Nobody yeah. cared. <laughs> you could take a shit and come back and record still playing. You could have dinner. Yeah, you could go out yeah, you, dinner. I mean, yeah. You could go fuck a listener. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had time. You had time on your hand. And then I'd get on and be like, uh, first words out of my mouth would be, uh, you know, like, it didn't matter if you sucked. It was perfect for me. It was like, uh, that was Jeff Beck and, uh, from his album, uh, you know, like, the, the more out of it you sounded, the better you yeah, were. Yeah. You know, if you say that was your thing. Yeah, I'm out of it. I say, oh, a lot. That's my thing. I know you. You imagine that all of them are high because yeah, be like, that's uh, what it that, sounded like. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, Howard Stern. Like you almost uh, forgot your own name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's a shock. This is uh, Howard Stern uh, on WRNW. Uh, we played Jeff Beck, and then before that we had Stevie Wonder and Up Top Led Zeppelin. Uh, I forget what we played, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the uh, radio, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just out of it and it was nice and relaxed. It was a good kind of thank God for progressive radio. That's all I got to say. And album radio. Because I was, I couldn't have done top 40. I wouldn't have had a career. Yeah. You know, and this was my you entree. You figured it out. You would have, but. I don't know. <laughs> Coming at you. W. I mean, it was like. like I listen to those air checks of Broadway Bill Lee. I'm like astounded. What the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> <laughs> That's radio. You don't know what they're talking about. It no, doesn't matter. No, and it just goes fast. Everything's fast. Yeah. You almost Broadway believe Bill. when the music comes on because he's going to stop. <laughs> well, my heart starts beating when I hear this. You know, like, yeah. well, I had to do that. Come on, look at those 57 degrees, talking up the record, hitting the post. I mean, it's crazy. So I was on the shitty radio where you didn't have to be so good. And uh I remember the one Jeff, again, I had to pick my own music and I didn't know that much music, but I knew Jeff Beck had a, had an instrumental. 
it was called because uh, we've ended as lovers and I didn't know anything about Jeff Beck but I played this song on every show I played the same songs on every show <laughs> because I only knew like maybe 20% uh... yeah, and I'd be like um, WRNW in my life oh that's me doing uh, so I wanted to actually play the real song you know what tape that was that was me talking to you and I said this song needs the lyrics <laughs> Wait, turn that off for a second, Fred. I, I said, this song needs lyrics, so I try to create lyrics ah, off the okay. cuff. In my life, <laughs> in my heart, <laughs> in my ass, in my ass. I like how you held ass. Huh? Thank you. song robin my love <laughs> i can't uh, imagine you, that jeff beck didn't call and say we got to go on the road with that yeah we got to get in the studio <laughs> me you and johnny depp <laughs> yeah but um uh but that song fred play the song it, this song it was great for for the radio stuff i was doing because it'd be like wrnw and now mr jeff beck you didn't even have to talk over the record right. you no just, you didn't you know, talk you up spoke. you didn't have to do anything and yeah and i and I liked it because it was pretty long and it was yeah. instrumental. And it made me also, it also made me sound like I knew about music. I'd heard the other DJs playing this and I was like, let me look up the name of that song. And uh, I'll play it and it'll appear like I know what I'm playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. a song with no words, that's really out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. It's a good song. That's the only song, really. And and I always knew about Jeff Beck. All right, thanks, Fred. Uh, I knew about Jeff Beck because he was in the Yardbirds. You know, yeah. I knew what the Yardbirds were. That was Jeff Beck and Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. They all had a band together. Uh, Ron Wood was in that band at one point, I think. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Not the Yardbirds. Anyway, not no, the Yardbirds, what, Who right. was the Rolling Stone that was in that band? I don't know who you mean. The Rolling somebody Stones were in the Rolling Stones, but no, um, but there was somebody on the in the Rolling Stones who was in that band. <laughs> you're gonna stick with that, or are you gonna? I am because I you did are. a lot of uh, reading about him. I was just like you. I really had no idea of who he All was. Right. I'm not. I'm not debating it. Anyway, he won eight Grammys and is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a solo artist. He's part Twice. of the Yardbirds. Yeah, that's right. And Rolling Stone magazine named him. Fifth best guitarist of all time in 2015. One of the most influential guitar players ever. You know, but he should have joined. He should have joined the Rolling Stones. He fucked up as far as I'm well, concerned. It was funny because when he was, did you see when he was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as a member of the Yardbirds? Because he didn't last very long in that band. And he, he got up and he said, 
you know, they tell me I should be proud. But uh, these guys, these guys kicked me out. So fuck them. And then he walked off. Yeah, yeah that was this. Yeah, I have done other music uh, after the outburst. But, uh, anyway, somebody told me I should be proud tonight. But I'm not because they kicked me out. <laughs> they did. Fuck them. Yeah, he's right. Fuck them. <laughs> he was fired from the Yardbirds after he left the United States tour. They were touring the U.S. They had played nonstop and had a tour bus with a broken toilet, and Jeff couldn't take it, and he left. Well, hey, that's rock and roll, dude. I mean, I don't know what to tell you, but... Uh, and then, of course, what Robin was talking about, the famous uh, incarnation of the... Um, was Ron Wood, Rod Stewart, and Jeff Beck, uh, those guys. You know, so Jeff Beck's always been around. He's a great guitar player, but he died at 78. And, and uh, but he was still playing and yeah. putting out music right up until he got this infection. Yeah, that's what happens when you're 78. You all, you know, you're fine, and then you all catch of a sudden, something. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Billy Gibbons slash Joe Perry, Leslie West, rest in peace, and Jimi Hendrix all cited him as an influence. He covered uh, Manic Depression with Seal. I there you go. This is him on the uh, Yardbirds cut. Uh, Heart Full of Soul. Here's a here's something you might not remember. Just last year, he released a single with Ozzy Osbourne called "Patient yes. Number Nine. I love Ozzy. Yeah, I uh, love his voice. What was the song I listened to Ozzy the other day? Was it's just so good that that one that he did? Uh, fuck, I can't even think of the name. Fuck it. Anyway, uh, Jeff Beck. Getting back to him. I don't want to get off on an Ozzy rant, but uh, yeah. Uh, Rod Stewart sang with the Jeff Beck group in the late sixties. They were supposed to play Woodstock, but the band skipped it because Jeff thought his wife was having an affair. Turned out she wasn't. Oh, my goodness. Well, how's that going to... If you don't play Woodstock, how does that help? <laughs> um, Would you want to stay in the bushes and see if somebody was coming to the house? There's a lot of horror stories about bands in the Woodstock. Like, Mountain didn't allow the, the uh, movie to use their performance. And a lot of people fucked up around and with, their, with, their, with their lives, really. But I don't think Jeff Beck saw it that way. I don't think he was disappointed not being in the Rolling Stones. I'm disappointed he didn't join the Rolling Stones because right. ka-ching, I mean, my God, and, and a steady gig. he didn't gig. care about that. That was the thing. No. He was very suspicious of uh, the fanfare around rock and roll. He even said at one point that, you know, he couldn't imagine what it would be like to be Amy Winehouse with people hounding you and never having a private moment. He, he didn't want to be... You know, the guy who was chased around. The other person who died was Lisa Marie Presley, which was kind of... One more of thing about Jeff Beck. Did you know okay. that Superstition, Stevie yes. Wonder wrote that for Jeff Beck? Yes, and so they I did read that. And so they both released that song. 
You should um, be a um, progressive rock DJ. You know what? <laughs> um, you would have been great. You would have been one of the greats. Lisa Marie Presley died. Uh, it's so weird. I, I watch all these videos of her at Graceland talking to the Nunics who all go to Graceland. They still worship Yeah, they Elvis. were celebrating uh, Elvis's 88th birthday. Yeah, and like Lisa Marie has to come out. I'm like, that's probably so fucking weird. Like, you, you, they loved Elvis, and then she walks out, and I guess she's supposed to say something to them because they got to keep that whole Graceland thing going. Right. You know? I mean, that is money in the bank having the, the Elvis legacy live on. But uh, Lisa Marie, I met her a couple of times. Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, she was on our show. She was very nice. I liked her. Mm-hmm. It was weird, though. A lot of people expected, like, big things from her because she looked just like Elvis, too. It was kind of freaky, but a good-looking. Well, Elvis was good-looking, so I guess the female. Elvis could have been a woman. He was so handsome. Yeah. He was pretty. And Lisa Marie was Elvis. <laughs> he had been a woman. She was She was hot, <laughs> quite frankly. Yeah. But uh, she died at 54, cardiac arrest. She was the only daughter of Elvis and Priscilla Presley. And she was born at the height of Elvis mania in like 1968, lived most of her life in the spotlight. Uh, Elvis would talk about her on stage. You know, he loved his little girl. It's my little girl. That's what my little daughter says. My little daughter goes around and says, Hey, Elvis, what you going to do? So what do you got? Six years old. Hey, Elvis. I said, honey, I'm your daddy. Don't call me. Hey, okay, Elvis. Elvis had a way with words, huh? I don't know what the oh fuck he's talking goodness. about. Well, she doesn't here. call him daddy. She calls him she's Elvis. Here. You say, daddy, Elvis, what do you do now? <laughs> people are laughing. I don't know what he's talking about. But anyway, she Lisa was Marie. She seven years old when he died, and she was in the next room. She was actually nine when Elvis died, and she was, was four when Elvis and Priscilla divorced, because Elvis was such a weirdo, like... As soon as Priscilla had a baby, he didn't want to fuck her anymore. That was what I remembered. It was weird. Elvis had this weird thing, you know. It was like, oh, I'm Lisa Malou. I'll tell you I love you. I had to, I had to marry you when you were four. I, I took you away from your mommy and daddy when you were 14, and I married you. It moved you into my house. But I got to say, now that you've had a baby, you is used goods, even though you was used by me. <laughs> I love you, but I cannot live with you. I got to hang up with mommies, so I'm going to need to divorce you now. But don't worry, you're only 17, so you'll be here just fine. It's not that you're not beautiful, it's just that your vagina is busted. You hit the you wall. You know, that was like a, it was like being in a cult, you know, like she had to dye her hair black too, you know, like yeah. everybody had to have that jet black hair. And a pompadour, you know, her hair was all blown up. It was almost like she walked around in a costume while she was with Elvis. Yeah, my microphone's acting up. Whenever I do Elvis, I have to blow into the mic a lot. And you hear that? Yes, I can hardly hear you. Uh, This is Elvis speaking from the grave. (laughs) I'm going to... I'm telling you, Howard, you keep doing impressions of me. I'm going to ruin your microphone for you. <laughs> Wild man say, Only fools fuck girls who have had babies. <laughs> now 
listen here, Priscilla. And I'm going to say this. You can still blow me if you want, but I ain't going to be fucking you no more. I'm Elvis. All right. Thank you. Man, my mic's all fucked up. I don't think I... Yeah, it's really fucked up. <laughs> What'd you do? I did Elvis. Elvis is haunting me. <laughs> Let me see if I can fix it. Maybe if I unplug and plug back in, I can fix it. Yeah. Hold on. I'm going to go away for a second. This is me attempting to... You're away. <laughs> you don't have to go away. Yeah, but I'm going away. I mean, I'm turning my mic off. <laughs> Let me see. I'm afraid... It sounds like you're whispering. Well, it does, it, does it still sound weird? Or is it better now? I think it's better. A little better. I yeah. think it's better. I think I fixed it. Oh, all right. Yeah, as long as um, as long as I'm yeah, don't radio. do Elvis again. <laughs> but I, I got more to say. I'm in the middle of my my Lisa Lisa Malou uh, obituary. Elvis was so out of it. Like sometimes he's Lisa Lisa Malou, Lisa Presley, Lisa Bo Besley, Lisa Lisa Bo Besley, Banana Fan of Check check check. I just want to say. Uh, I got some weird sexual habits. <laughs> Once you've taken the SATs, it's sayonara, baby. That's right. SATs? That's right. Once you take the SATs, you're too old for me. I'm Elvis. <laughs> love me tender, love me do. Oh, what is this? I don't even know my own song. It that sounds like love me tender. Is, uh, you know that song I do, I Can't Help Falling in Love? Yes. Do you know that was originally called I Can't Help Falling in Love with Girls in Middle School? <laughs> I'll tell you what, and I'm going to say this with some pride. If there's grass on the field, it's too old to play ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Read between the lines, Missy Quivers. You don't, you don't buy that story that... Uh... Elvis uh, didn't touch her until she was of age. I, 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 that's the truth. I swear, Your Honor. <laughs> oh, you're not Your Honor. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, we're getting back to uh, what was they talking about? Jeff? Be oh no, it's about Lisa no, Marie. Lisa right? Marie. Yeah, Lisa Marie. <laughs> How could you be doing Elvis uh, talking about Jeff Beck? That's a stretch, I tell you. <laughs> you know, my entire life, I never saw. A gray pussy hair. <laughs> and I'm proud of that. You know this song? You remind me. Uh, Wamandu. <laughs> With Priscilla, I taught her how to read and then I fucked her. <laughs> she turned me on, I'll tell you that. But anyway, here's the thing. Lisa Marie was... 54 when she died and um and as i said i met her and i liked her very much she's very good looking and she um and she had a lot of marriages i remember that i was always intrigued to have her on and ask her about her marriages she was married four times could you name all of her husbands danny keogh that's right michael jackson that's correct michael Nicholas jackson cage nicholas cage and then some guy named Lockwood. Michael Lockwood. Boy, wow. You are, you are something. 
with your knowledge. Very impressive. Yay! What, what was Lockwood's first name? I can't remember it. Michael Lockwood. She married him okay. for 15 years. Danny Keogh was a musician. Nicholas Cage, you know who that is. I think they, they, Nicholas Cage, I think she was married to for like a couple of months. Two minutes. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was yeah. two months. <laughs> the one that people remember most is her marriage to Michael Jackson. Yeah. Diane, Diane Sawyer interviewed Lisa Marie and Michael together for 1995. And the interview made huge news, if you remember. Here it is. Who said the word marriage? First? I did. He did. I did. When? Where? When? On where? the telephone. <clears throat> oh, yeah, telephone? yeah, on the telephone. He first asked me. When? We were dating now for four months. Um, right? Four months? I don't remember. Well, anyway, we were spending a lot of time together. I don't know how I didn't manage to get in the press because we weren't hiding it. I was in Las Vegas. We were in we Neverland. Were everywhere. We were everywhere. I went to Edmund Good Atlanta. We were in bookstores. We were not hiding it. And you said yes right away? I was separated for four months, and I said, he said, what would you do if I asked you to marry me? And I said, I would. Um, A but, big I would, though. You were really enthusiastic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were really, really enthusiastic about marriage. The reason nobody thought anything of them running around together was nobody thought Michael was into girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, we thought they were friends. I asked um, I asked her about what it was like being married to Michael Jackson when I spoke with Lisa Marie in uh, 2003. I think it sort of fell apart after that interview I did with Diane Sawyer. You said this is too creepy? Yeah, I was just... It was like a circus. Right. Things weren't right, yeah. And you weren't being no one was being protective of the relationship? Mm -mm. Because it's becoming a circus, it's becoming a public spectacle. Yeah. I was sort of in that uh, haze, I guess. You need something private, something that you where you're protected. Right. Well, you often say you were in a haze. Is he like a, hypno a hypnotist? No, no or? the only thing that I can say about that is anyone who has been in that sort of situation with him or who knows him. I mean, even Diane Sawyer, when we cut to commercial, looked at me and goes, I know how he is. I've met people. I've talked to people. Uh -huh. know exactly what we're talking about. He's, you know, there's just a, I don't know. You can sort of get caught up in his world, his reality somehow really but it's all done through um you know it's sort of it's that subtle you're the only person that ever that i ever this with or that with it so it can be a little bit manipulative because you feel like you're the only one i didn't manipulate her at <laughs> all i remember the day i met her i said i'm gonna tear that pussy up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and i tore that pussy up I was just too much man for that woman. The Lisa Marie, tear that pussy up. That was the original lyric. <laughs> what a disaster that was. Uh, Poor girl. Nobody was, uh, I guess. Well, there, you know, the Nicolas Cage must have been a disaster, too, to last only that short time. Well, Nicolas Cage, what I remember reading was that he's a huge Elvis fan. Yeah, well, this was remember when Nicolas Cage came into the studio that time, unannounced? He showed up. He looked like Elvis. That's right. Yeah, he loved Elvis. Uh, yeah, Lisa Marie tried a singing career on her own. She did a recording of her dad singing Don't Cry Daddy. They did a duet, you know. Yeah, like the Natalie she, Cole, Nat King right. Cole thing. Yeah. Don't cry, 
And then she put out her own album. I think she told me she was inspired by Alanis Morissette, the Jagged Little Pill album. She started working on her own album. Came out in 2003, hit number five on the Billboard 200. The first single That's lights out. Was a, yeah. Her first single was about how she can't escape her family's life. There you go. That's at least Marie. So she's gone. And she was and, sort of um, like royalty. You know, when she was born to Elvis, that was it for those Elvis fans. She was yep. always going to be their princess. Fucking crazy. You know, he's all, but you know, Sal's a big Elvis fan. He's like, oh, uh, yeah? Sal, Sal thinks he sings like Elvis. And, and Sal's all broken Prevailed. up about Lisa Marie. He's, uh, he's completely. Prevailed. Right? Aren't you like all depressed? No, I was. That's an exaggeration. I mean, it was very, very sad, but I wasn't that broken up over it. Um, it's just a I sad got, thing. I got weekend reports that you were carrying on and you were no, contemplating. Yeah, we had you under a watch. <laughs> yeah, and you were contemplating um, uh, contacting her, maybe. <laughs> No, you they they, suggest, they asked if I could contact her, and I said that would be disrespectful. Why? So I hadn't, to who? Because, I mean, I don't... Ha for some <laughs> reason, <laughs> these people think on, on the show, they think that I, I'm a medium and I can contact people, and I can't. Well, you said John, you are. I'm an idiot. You have said you could contact people. <laughs> I Sal said it would be unethical to contact her. Why? That's the, the word he used. Because I, I I have no relationship with her. I said the people that I contact are people that if I have personally known. I don't know her, so I also think relate. Sal didn't want to disturb her on the way from the the real world to the afterlife. I think he wants her to settle first, and then he will try and communicate with her. Sal, is it a bumpy road after you die immediately to settle into heaven? Or, uh, they say it is. Yeah, yeah you, need, you need to get. You Don't need ask, to get, Robin. <laughs> there is no day. The they. spirit world, Robin. Well, you know, it takes a while to get acclimated. Yes. Well, you so had said uh, that you said there are different floors to heaven. So, what floor is, let's say, Elisa Marie on? Because uh, she only died uh, over the weekend. I would. Well, I, 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 I said levels. There are different levels. I would say, and uh, she, yeah. she would, she would certainly be at a high level, high level of Why? life. She was. Well, because she was a, a good a good mother, she was a good person. Uh, she lived a good life. She enlightened a lot of people. She made people happy with her knowledge of uh, growing up with Elvis. So she has a good track record. So, so in other words, that, she yeah. died, but you don't want to disturb her as she's rising in heaven. So you're thinking right now she's not even at her highest level yet, or is she already at her highest level? She's she's finding her way right now. You know, it's right. like it's like going into a, a new place. It's like going into Disney World for the first time. You have to navigate it. So she's she's getting there. You know, she's going through so, the process. Is there help? Is there an office? That yes, you go of course. To? Well, her spirits uh, guides come to her. Elvis, I immediately came to her. There's no doubt about that. So right. yes, you have. She has spirit guides there. She has. So you uh, feel that she will be in good shape with Elvis, uh, leading her through heaven, and uh, they're reunited. No doubt. And, no doubt. And if you can't, I would love for you to contact her right now. But if you say it's disrespectful, because I understand what you're saying. In other words, like if you move into a new house, you need time right. to. You don't need guests right away, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> like what would That's happen? Would she like all of a sudden you would interrupt her? 
thought process, and then she'd say, "Well, hey Sal, I'm trying to get fucking acclimated." Back Can off. You, right, yeah. I would Give be bothering year. her. I would be like a telemarketer. You know what I mean? Would a year Would a year be appropriate? It could long, be a, yeah. a year. A yeah. year could be okay. You know, but right. again, I don't have a personal relationship with Lisa Marie, so I don't know if Lisa Marie has any desire or care to speak to me. Everyone so wants to talk to you. Try to put your feelers out there in the psychic world. And see if she wanted to come in. I could do that. Yeah, I could. Good. But again, I don't think she has any interest in me. None. Sal was scared well. of making a mockery out of her death. He didn't want to make a mockery out of it by trying to communicate with her. I think he could. And I think he could really. He also said that he believed that he she was with Elvis and her son that passed on. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yes. Perfect. There's no doubt. Well, that yeah. sounds pretty good to me. And I Howard, mean, you uh, might think I'm crazy yeah. and you can make a joke oh. out of it. But there's are you no crazy? No, no. There's no coincidence. You don't that sound crazy. Uh, thank crazy? you. There's no coincidence that your microphone buzzed when you spoke about Elvis. Uh, now, it wasn't Elvis at that moment. It was Lisa Marie. Most likely. Oh, you don't think she yeah. was happy? She about would it. take time from her orientation to mess yeah, up. Yeah, well, listen. Well, well Howard, Howard is broadcasting to millions and millions of people, and it's a great way for her to make people aware that she's out there. So it right. was no coincidence. It's oh. no different than when Howard's phone um, did not work when he was giving that beautiful eulogy to his father. Again, it was. Technology it was an electronic situation. Same thing here. His phone went dead when he spoke of his father. His microphone buzzed when he spoke of Lisa Marie. These are not coincidences. Spirits travel through energy. And that's what happened. Oh, Who's look. Here? It's Sal's wife. Hi. Oh. <laughs> I'm so broken up. I'm so upset about Lisa Marie, Howard. I just wish it was Sal. <laughs> <laughs> you would rather oh. see Sal go to the next level. I and Lisa oh, Marie yeah. can still be here, yes. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, fucking yeah. moron talking about different floors of heaven. Focus on cleaning <laughs> the floors in your fucking house, you fucking asshole. Oh, uh, Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Governale, my heart goes out to you. Do you ever get like, how did I pick him with all of his afterlife talk? And all oh, crazy. my God. How would every day I have that thought? I mean, fucking Sal, stick a cardinal up your ass. Yes. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, Sal believes if you see a dime on the ground, it's people, uh, the dead people contacting you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. God, every time Sal sits on the toilet, I pray that it's finally time for him to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he can <laughs> like go Elvis. like Elvis. Yeah. Uh, that's right. All right. Well, I'm <laughs> sorry, Mrs. I know, Mrs. Governale. I'm so sorry. All right. <laughs> Thank, okay. you. Thank you. Thank you. Good to see you. What a doll. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> Well, Howard, you know, there were lots of um, photos and tape, videotape uh, of Lisa Marie struggling while she was at the Golden Globes. Yeah. So she was not well, and yet everybody was, you know, carrying her around and putting well, her in the audience. Hard to know. You know, because a lot of times she was like, she was, she was very low key. So you might think she was just a little sleepy or something. You oh, know? yeah. You, know, you don't her, know. Her her way. Yeah. What can you do? But, uh, mm. you know, but anyway, I'm going to promote this, Sal. Hope you don't mind. A year yeah. from now, Sal will be having a conversation with Lisa Marie on our show. And we'll get Can't to hear wait. how she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll work on that for sure. All right. Thanks. Your wife is lovely, by the way. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, let me say good morning to uh, JC. JC in Florida. Hey, JC, what's up? Hey, Howard. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Uh, hey, now. Robin, you are a queen, and, and Howard, you are the king of radio. Fuck alrighty, man. How's it going? Well, it's going okay. I mean, uh, I, I wish your phone was a little better. I, I have a Maybe, feeling you're I'm a, on. I'm a truck driver. I'm a truck driver right now, so I'm going to pull over. Give me two seconds. I'm going to pull over. I know that. All nah, right. That might we have nothing but time. Go ahead, JC. <laughs> pull over carefully. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I know that. I know I'm a truck driver. So give, me, give me two seconds. I'm going to turn off my truck. Are you a truck driver? Hey, I am a truck driver. Uh... Right now, he's a truck driver. Are you a truck Later driver today, right now, Robin? You would be something else. <laughs> yeah, what can I do for you, JC? Let's let's work with this and see how it goes. All right, can you hear me now? I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Give us a honk, uh, by the way, please. So no, look, I have. Listen, I have a bunch of stories. I um, like I said, I'm military. I did a. Uh, the story I called about was so we did. I my ex-wife, my first wife, was bisexual. I met her when I was 16. She was 22. And we had an experience where she worked with, um, she had a coworker at her office. She was working for a real estate firm. And one night we were fucking around, you know, we're a little drunk, a little high, blah, blah, blah. I tell her, listen, why don't you call your friend and see if she knows someone, call her, tell her, see if she knows someone that would like to have a threesome with us. And, well, sure enough, I, I, I mean... I had been wanting to fuck this chick for a while. So, uh, JC, listen, I, uh, yeah. I, I, I appreciate truck drivers. They keep our country moving, and uh, I don't want to disparage you, mm -hmm. but as a storyteller, this is just uh, ponderous, if you know what I mean. It's going on and on and on. I believe you. All right, you had a you and your ex-wife had a threesome with a girl. Is that where we're at with this? So no, far? we've had threesomes, foursomes, threesomes, everything. But okay. so she calls her. She comes over. She says, "Well." I'd be down for that. So we go pick her up. Anyways, long story short. This, so we're drinking. Why is it that people say long story short and then they go on with the longest story? And it gets well, longer, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I have to get to the story. So anyways, long story short. She, she pours vodka in her pussy, lays me down, and then squeezes it out of her pussy into my mouth. And what what do you think of that? Are you bragging that it was great? Because to me, it sounds vile. It was amazing. It was amazing. Absolutely. You mean a girl poured uh, used her not, vagina that, as a cup? That, imagine, yeah. Imagine, imagine a woman pours vodka in her pussy and squeezes it into your mouth. I don't want that. I hate to tell you, oh, that man. sounds like torture to me. It's I don't want amazing. that. As soon as she starts drinking, you're out of there. <laughs> I mean, who knows what's doing in that pussy? There's a strange pussy in my bed, and I'm and no, she's no, pouring it's vodka. Not, it's not a strange. I mean, this is a woman we we knew for a while. Oh, okay. Well, that's, all right. Well, uh, let me tell you something. I don't I don't want to play one upsmanship with you, JC. But um, I'm going to tell you a story, and you can tell this to your truck driving friends. I once had um, a threesome, and I had Thanksgiving dinner out of a woman's vagina. She put uh, a turkey you know, in there? Uh, there was a turkey, stuffing, potatoes, yams. How about and, cranberry uh, sauce? It, it, the cranberry sauce was her uh, yeast infection, and it was delicious. <laughs> and you've never lived until you've had Thanksgiving out of it. I, I understand what you did, but uh, I, no, I taught no, you. I, I, yeah. I, get, I get your humor with it, but look. we got Right.
Those those are crazy fuck. I mean, there's there's so many All things right. that. Look. JC, I got to go, but thank you for the wild story. Okay, pal. All right, my man. Yeah, I'll tell you, I, I love you. You're looking great. <laughs> Yeah, there's a, you know what? There's a there's a lot of shortages in this country right now. That's we need right. you to get we need you to get that delivery on time. What are you carrying right now? So right now I'm carrying peanut butter. If, if, if you must know, yeah, that's I nice. I love peanut butter. Yeah, I tell you the truth, I love peanut butter. Did I ever tell you this story? Um, <laughs> Go ahead. I was with a woman. And uh, I had peanut butter out of her asshole. Did I tell you that one? <laughs> well, let me let me tell you another story. You want to hear another story? Oh my god! Sure, go <laughs> ahead. Get a one up so, here. So, so my so so my wife, myself, and her sister were hanging out outside. We're we're you know having a couple of drinks, whatever. And I I just want to get out of there. And I tell my wife, "Well, I'm going to uh, Taco Bell. I'm hungry." It was about nine o'clock at night. All right. Yes. I leave. I come back at seven o'clock in the morning, and she's waiting outside for me with a stick. When I come back at seven o'clock in the morning, and I get out of the car, and she comes chasing after me with this stick, and I'm running around the car. So finally, I get back into the car, and I pull out. And I, like I said, I was gonna go get Taco Bell. All right. Well, that's some that story. Amazing, in other words, that story. that's an amazing story. I don't know how I'm going to top that one. You got in your car and stayed away from well, home overnight yeah, and uh, I mean, and then came coffee. home. I mean, wow. Coffee, Howard. Come on what? now. You how got, did you I mean, get a, you got you got Vietnam stories? I wish I had hey, a stick way, to Howard. beat you with, but like your wife did, but I don't have one. Right now. <laughs> Howard, <laughs> yes, I, I love you, man. I love I love you, man, you too. And you know what? Fuck O'Reilly. Look, fuck everybody that says anything bad about you. You are the right, my man. That's it. Fred, That's the point. I love you too. You're a little weird, but I love you too. A lot weird, Fred. He's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, did I ever tell you about Fred? You talk about uh, crazy things. That, that Fred has the wildest sexual stories, as wild as you are, JC, because let's remember, you got beaten with a stick by your wife. <laughs> you had, um, you had, um, you drank. I didn't get beat. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't catch me. She didn't catch me. And I ate Thanksgiving dinner out of a I, woman's vagina, and I ate peanut well, butter yeah, out of her well, asshole for dessert. But turkey? Fred... Did you have stuffing as well? Or, or yes, yes. That's what I'm telling you. Stuffing? But Fred... And, uh -huh. and, and and you've got great stories. Like, the, the story you just told about going to With Taco Bell for yeah, for yeah. 12 hours is unbelievable. Uh, I mean, well, that's you know some story. My excuse was, in the morning, I mean, my excuse was there was a long line. That's good. That's good. But Fred... <laughs> What I'm trying to tell you is Fred has you beat because he has all the wild sex stories. He's had more I, crazy I, I things. I would love to hear I would love to hear from from Fred? Yeah. I'm not going to put him on. I mean, uh, uh I mean, I mean I'll uh, give him one. I know you don't let him do that. I know Fred, him. tell him. All right, give I'll him give, one, Fred. I'll give tell him, him one. The, my favorite sex story about mm. you is when you made um mm. You you cooked grilled cheese sandwiches in your foreskin. Tell right. them about that. Oh, that was that was wonderful, and it was with the whole you know seven grain bread. <laughs> and and here's one more, and I'm not kidding. Fred, this beats you. Fred drank vodka out of his own asshole, not a woman's yep. vagina. Oh, with a crazy straw. Would I? Can I get? Can I get a video of that? I mean, I would love to see that. I got. I That's got one, nothing. I got one for this guy too. Uh, you pour fast drying concrete 
into a woman's asshole. Oh, come asshole. on, come on. Tell the real story, Fred. Fred. And then what you do is you jackhammer to orgasm. <laughs> Fred. Remember you said you drank vodka out of a yeah. woman's vagina? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, sir, no, you remember no, that? I'm, I'm going to I'm I'm tell, tell you another thing. So Let me tell you what Fred did before you tell minute, me. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy's yeah. a gabby right. guy. Fred once ate a four-course meal mm. out of um, uh, a corpse's vagina, a rotting mm. crotch with, of a corpse. With salad? Did it include yeah. salad? All right, I got to go, Jason. With foie thank gras. You. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, that's JC, right, everybody. There he goes. He has to deliver the peanut butter to Walmart. So Boy, I have never heard a story like that. Yeah. He got chased by his wife who was holding a stick <laughs> well you know fred once went to mcdonald's and didn't come home for six months <laughs> you know that story so he beats that guy hi pam pam is in arkansas you're on the air hi howard oh my gosh i'm so excited to talk to you again uh the last time let me pull over i'm just getting off work again um after a 12 hour shift, uh, and I'm, I know you don't remember me, but you, uh, said what I do you do that you had a 12 hour shift? Uh, this, this is how our last conversation started. I work Are you in, in a uh, sweatshop? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work in mental health. I take care of a schizophrenic guy, and you okay. told me a couple of years ago I deserve an award for that. You do. And, um, thank you. Thank you very you much. Do. You do. And it's it's very hard work uh, working with people with mental issues, and uh, you're a saint. What can I say? You're helping uh -oh. uh, this guy, and he's uh, having a life, and you're improving his life, I assume. So that that is, I do admire what you do. Thank you. I've been with this guy for seven years, and I just came off of a fifty-hour, four-day week. And um, I, I live in Arkansas and uh, drive from Missouri. I mean, I, I live in Arkansas. Yeah, I drive from Missouri. Look, I'm you talk about people who go into a home and help other people. I mean, I, I'm more aware of this because I am taking care of my mother. And, and I'm not taking care of my mother. I'm I'm paying for it. But uh, the people who uh, you hire who come in, they're, they're saints. I mean, I thank them every day. They, they really help me. I don't know what the hell I do without them. I mean, I got a job. I got to work. And, uh, you know, these people, they come in and they work with my mother. They keep her going. And they just, just the fact that they're there and it's so she's able to function with them. Well, so uh, now to work it. with somebody who's got mental issues is even, you know, even tougher. Yeah, he's schizophrenic. I mean, he's beyond. I mean, he, he is the definition of schizophrenia. I mean, he's yells and screams and curses and he hits me sometimes and oh. oh like fred that's uh that's what <laughs> yeah. he does to me we recognize yeah. that behavior we know i work with him all right so what can i do for you pam uh, well, in arkansas first of all the last time i talked to you I, I didn't get to tell you what i wanted to and um living in arkansas i never had uh was able to get your radio show so i discovered you on david letterman so right. and then when and then when you started your e channel, I was live I was in a very abusive relationship, um, an alcoholic, very abusive. And the only thing I had, to, I'm gonna, I may cry here because I'm talking to you. Um, that would be good. <laughs> was at ten o'clock? I would wait for the e show to come on so I can have something to look forward to and laugh. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> And um, 
and then of course then they you would come on and then the other then they would be on for an hour so um but anyway you just mean a lot to me and well thank uh, you and well um, pam first of all thank you and uh you know it's good that you cried it, it makes for better radio people get moved <laughs> by this kind of thing when you when you can really people see you're sincere you know a lot of people call in and say i mean something to them but they don't cry and you you get the impression they're just saying it but you seem to really be heartfelt i, I so there really you go. am I, I and and i wanted to tell you also i've seen private parts a zillion times and i really wish you would stop putting yourself down if you would look at the shot of you when you're looking at carol alt when she's when you're having that fantasy scene <laughs> that that picture of you, you are drop dead gorgeous. And You're referring just, to when I'm in the airport yes. and I I look at Carol Alt and then suddenly yes. her titties grow yes. like five <laughs> sizes bigger. Yes, and it's I considered a cinematic. Uh, you know that was before you had CGI, so to make titties grow it was very difficult. Titties. To this day, I still don't know how he did that. I have no idea. I know, I know, I shot it, but I don't know how they fixed it in post, as they say. But uh, well, there were other things too. When they did the close-up of your eyes, I know you're clipping your nose, your nose hairs, but still, when they when they did the close-up on your eyes, I'm like, I cannot believe this man is so self-deprecating when he's just gorgeous. And, I wonder if you're good looking because, uh, you know, I have a new concierge service for a hundred dollars a year. I'll bang you. I'll come over to your house and have sex with you. We had this conversation and, uh, I got upset because Shuli kept making fun of me. But yes, I'm a, I'm a good looking woman and yeah, I'm also I'm bad. related to a very famous person and somebody recognized me the last time I was on the air. Um, really? Who are you <laughs> related to? a famous to? person. Um, you don't like country music, but it, uh, my first cousin is in the group Little Big Town. Okay. Oh, uh, all right. Uh, That's not that famous. <laughs> They're a big group. Well, you bring up, Pam, a very good point. There was a moment in 1996 where I was good looking. I was, oh, some would say gorgeous. And, and they and then shot it, the movie that year, right? They caught me on a couple of scenes, and that's how it worked. By the way, Pam, on our phone is the schizophrenic gentleman that you uh, take care of, and he wants to compliment you. Here he is. Yes. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I'm calling to say Pam's really great, even though that she has the CIA spying on me and she has aliens that are gonna fuck my brain. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Wow, you have your hands wow. full with him. Wow. Wow, you've gone from schizophrenic to uh, Tourette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got, a, he's oh, got a new disease. All right, Pam. Uh, thank you very much. And um, uh, all thank right, bye. you, Howard. Bye. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm. I've been wanting to, literally 30 years, I've been wanting to tell you what you need to well, be. You're the best. Thanks, Pam. Okay. That's you're Pam welcome. who thank says, you, uh, thank you, thank I am you, the best. Thank you, and, thank you, know, you, thank why not? Thank why, you, you know what? I could you. use that. I need that. Well, I told you that a couple of weeks ago. I told you I ran into yeah. private parts and you're gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how so gorgeous you're gonna I You're going to have to start learning to live with it, Howard. <laughs> it's hard to be this good looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, a mess I am. Oh, anyway, uh, stop it. Hey, so maybe I'll leave you with this. 
because uh, we've done a lot of show today and I'm freezing. I don't know. For some reason, my air conditioning is working very well today and I'm <laughs> sitting here frozen and I have a, and I have a toothache. I was telling Robin uh, during uh. the commercials, I went to my dentist. I said, um, in the back of my mouth, there's a, I have a toothache and he, he x-rayed. He looked everything over. He says, there's nothing there. He says, uh, there's really nothing to do about it. Sometimes, he says, as you get older, you can get these, like, sensitivities or, um, but. Uh, but it, he doesn't even say use that toothpaste that takes the sensitivity away. He didn't say to do that, but maybe I should do that. Maybe I need maybe, that. Maybe. That that's what is the that only toothpaste? thing I know. If it, it's called Sensodyne. I need that. Because I remember having some repair done and then my tooth was sensitive and they recommended the Sensodyne and now it's gone. Hmm. Maybe I should get that. Yeah, Beth was telling me she once had like a little tooth sensitivity and the, the dentist rubbed something on her tooth and then went away. Mm. So maybe they got some shit they can rub on there. Well, try uh, the Sensodyne yeah. first because that doesn't require going anywhere but to the drugstore to get the Sensodyne. I'm not going to the drugstore. You can have it brought in. They'll deliver it, Howard. Oh, do they? They got that? They, they have that. delivery at the drugstore yeah. now, yeah. <laughs> what is it, Ralph? I got. I got to get. Um, I got to do a final bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quickly, you, you know, uh, you were talking Paramount Plus. I, I, I recommend that show to you, Mayor of Kingstown, a while ago. It's really. I know <laughs> that first season. <laughs> and speaking of them, did you watch the end of Tulsa King yet? No, and only because I love the show Tulsa. Don't, don't, don't say anything. It. All right, well, I haven't watched the. I haven't watched the ending of it yet, and I love it. It's with love Sylvester Stallone. Oh. Very well written. Very good show. Yeah, but and, this is no this is no spoiler. But that's such a good show, and it's only nine fucking episodes. And these people put up like fifty different fucking shows. Put one good show up and make twenty episodes. What, you know aye, what I mean? Aye, aye. Li- no, I don't. But oh, listen, don't maybe that's whole Paramount. <laughs> maybe that's us. why. Yeah, maybe that's why the show is good because they only do nine episodes right. and they don't fill you it know, up with they some bullshit. Through the, they rushed through it. They had a great premise. A fish out of water, and then all of a sudden he's running the. Uh, I, I, I don't want to know anymore. Ralph, yeah. God bless you. You got a go lot of free time. Go back yeah, to sleep. Yeah, go back to sleep. You're, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> this really bothers me. You know, when you He's have nothing the only to do. grumpy person that doesn't become productive. <laughs> yeah, you know, when uh, when you have nothing to do all day, you sit and think about uh, Sylvester Stallone <laughs> and Tulsa you know King. Right. They, they, they did Netflix. They got 50,000. All right. Who cares? Sheesh. <laughs> Whatever it is. Whatever, whatever the show is, whatever the episodes, that's what I want. That's what you got. Enjoy it. He's worried. He wants more episodes. They should have stretched it as far as Ralph is concerned. What a weirdo. The reason it's good is because they've honed it. They've crafted it. Yeah, sometimes it. things get too long and they lose their momentum. Yeah. Hey, Bobby, you're on in Canada. Hey now, Howard, I just wanted to say to you, first of all, uh, happy new year, happy birthday, all that good stuff, man. Love you, bro. But I wanted to tell you, you're not your gold standard and gold standard doesn't even do justice. You're you. The reason why they do podcasts because of you, they all copy you, man. Sports broadcasters, they always refer to you guys some way or another. TV shows always mention uh, something about your show or something, some line or some character about you. The stand, the way that you've affected everything, like media, is like you're not. Just, uh, well, there's nothing uh, higher yeah. than you, bro. 
Okay, Those thank you, Bobby. Bobby guys. says uh, there's nothing higher than this show. I agree the with gold that. Gold standard doesn't even cut it. When yeah, fuck about. the gold yeah. standard. The gold standard is <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> really according to Bobby. Howard, I'm telling you, bro. All right, thank you, Bobby. All right, all right. Love it. So anyway, I'm going to leave you with this. So you know who Judge Jeanine Pirro is? She's on Fox News. Fox News, yeah. Very strong personality. Yeah, like, um, for yeah. sure. So she hosted Justice with Judge Janine for 11 seasons before it was canceled. And now she's on Fox News, The Five, where she shares her opinions oh, on the news uh, every day. Oh, she's gone to The Five. I didn't know where she was. Yeah. And, you know, she likes to talk about illegal immigration and she's having a field day with some of the recent border issues. And uh, like, for example, if you don't know who she is here, she is, you know, talking her stuff. The truth is that the border is open now with Title 42. The border is so open, it's pathetic that small towns are being overrun because this is now an open border country. I know of no other country in the world that has this kind of uh, of open border. We are losing our sovereignty. He is opening up the borders to people we don't even vet. We don't know who among them is a criminal, who among them is a pedophile, who's an alcoholic, who likes children, who is convicted of murder, who's a Latin king. Don't we have the right to know that in the United States of America? Anyway, she's good. You know, she gets all worked up about shit and I love thinking. how she says, we don't know who's a pedophile. We don't know who likes children. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know who's a pedophile who likes children. <laughs> anyway, it got us thinking, what would a Judge Janine show sound like if she could really let loose and lean into her strong opinion? Yes, yes. So we created a fake radio show for our Judge Janine impersonator. We even booked a guy named Mike to be Janine's first guest. Wolfie met Mike outside of a convenience store in Pennsylvania, and he seemed to share a lot of uh, Judge Janine's uh, views. So we oh. thought he'd be a good uh, guest. It's a pleasure to meet you, Gene. I I'm one of your biggest fans. Boy, here, well, yeah, listen to this. This is the dude. It's a pleasure to meet you, Gene. I I'm one of your biggest fans. It's Janine. Tell us a little about yourself, Mike. Um... My whole life changed two years ago. Um, I had a dream. And Jesus told me Biden is the Antichrist. Okay? And these immigrants, it's just part of the plan. Now they're going to come over to our country just for votes. And what do you think is going to happen over here? They're going to be killing people. They're going to be stealing. They're going to be littering. A lot of this is to do with, with Satan. And Jesus, well, he loves everybody. Mm. He just doesn't agree with illegal immigrants. They're, they're bad people. Put them on a train, boat, whatever, and send them back. So you see, he's a good guest for Judge Janine's yes, fake radio these, show. Yes, these immigrants are going to litter. <laughs> right. Janine moved on to the show's first segment, a rapid-fire round of uh, opinions. And Mike was full of opinions. He loved the new oh, Judge Janine okay. show. Yeah, he was he was great. Mike, it's time for the rapid fire round. Okay. COVID, go! Um, there is no, no COVID. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing airplanes every day flying low, slow. I'll tell you what I think Biden is doing with these planes. These planes are dropping some kind of chemicals and 
innocent people are walking around and they're inhaling this stuff and they're getting sick. And the doctors that were telling them, oh, that's coronavirus. I don't think there is such a thing. I think it was the whole time the government poisoning us. Biden's poisonous planes are killing Americans. Abortion, go! If you're an irresponsible liberal and you want to kill an innocent child, you should be locked up. Maybe we should do an abortion on you and eliminate you. That's completely wrong. Turn the tables on American skanks. Wow. Those two were made for each other. Uh, It's a fucking good show. No? This guy's walking around. You mean Wolfie just encountered him? Yep, yep. In a yep. parking lot. He's he's <laughs> out there in the world. <laughs> we didn't next make up, him up. We next only up, made Robin Janine Piero. <laughs> next up on the show on the made up radio shows, uh, signature bit, uh, deportation roulette. They played. Here you go. It's time to play deportation roulette. Yeah, sure. Here's how it works. We have two people, each strapped to a catapult, ready to be launched out of our great country. It's up to you, Mike, to decide who should stay and who should go. Yes. Strapped to catapult one is Jerry. Jerry, what's your story? I did time for dealing drugs to kids and having sex with an underage girl. She was 11, but she looked 18. Okay. Catapult 2, Consuela from Mexico. What's your story? Mr. Mike, I fled Mexico with my seven-year-old daughter. My mother was killed by a cartel and I was a witness. I fled and hide in America. I work in a shelter now to feed the homeless. If I go back to Mexico, the cartel will kill me and my daughter. Please let me stay in America. What's your decision, Mike? Jerry the pedophile or Consuela who works in a homeless shelter? Hmm. What's he going to decide? Well, of course, you'd think he'd take the pedophile and throw him out of the country. Well, let's find out if you're right, Robin. Let's go to Mike's decision. Yeah, I don't care if you're a pedophile, drug dealer. If you're an American, you stay. And Consuela... You're a liar. You'll do anything to stay over here. Don't matter if they're a woman or a child. An illegal is an illegal. Get the hell out of here. I see a smell. Pull that lever, Judge Janine. No! (laughs) There you go. Goodbye, Kintuela. Thanks for playing Deportation Roulette. Join us next week when we play Who's America Is It Anyway? Let's get rid of these these damn uh, Mexicans. They're no good. Well said, Mike. Adios. Adios. There you go. There you go. Uh, This fake uh, Judge Janine show is some show. Certainly unearthed Um, something here. Mike did such a great job on the fake Judge Janine show. She asked him to read some advertisements for future shows, and he was. I was uh, going to say he got his own show on the fake Janine network. That's right. (laughs) Mike, you've agreed to read some testimonials for us. You got the copy there. Not Mike. These people aren't real, but just play along because the morons in my audience won't know the difference. Okay. Okay. 
So when you hear the music, just take it away. Hi, I'm a trans woman. And Judge Janine kept me out of the ladies' bathroom. I couldn't do a weird sex stuff in there. Like whip out my fake vagina and finger myself to the ladies. Darn it. I pledge allegiance to Judge Janine and keeping you-know-whats out of America with guns, liberty, and freedom for white Christians. Yeehaw! Wow. Yeah, that's some show. He had no problem with anything he just said. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's America. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. You, you got to understand that, Robin. I keep explaining that to you. Does he understand what he read? That's what I ne- just need to know. <laughs> right. Um, here's um, Devin who wants to sign up for my con- my new concierge service where I give you <laughs> tips. Yes, Devin, what's on the air? What's I mean, what's on your mind in Missouri? Go ahead. Hmm. No, Devin. 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 Hello. Hello. Hello, hello, Bolf. Hello, hello. Did we lose Devin? We lost him. Hello, sure, it was good. All right, Janet, go ahead. You got the last word in Florida. Hi, I just wanted to give you a little suggestion because the same thing happened with my dentist where he couldn't find what was wrong with my tooth pain in the back of my mouth. It hmm. ended up being that I was biting down in my sleep, which was causing that pressure and that pain. So I ended oh. up getting a night guard and that helped. I wear one. I actually have one. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a um, a piece of plastic I put on my upper teeth, and it keeps me from chewing my bottom teeth. Oh, but I, well, yeah. then that uh, that should have been the solution, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Every day there's something. All right, hey Janet, thanks. You're welcome. Sick of it. Life should be that. You go alone for whatever time you have. First of all, you should never die. This whole concept of dying is horrible. Well, then we're going to be overrun. If all the people who ever lived were alive now, there'd be no room on this planet whatsoever. Well, that's why if God is willing to let us all live forever, we have to make an agreement with him that no more procreation. That's it. We're uh-huh. full. No more, like, 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 no more, no more uh, people coming in to the mix. That part is over. You, you can't have sex to have children. You got to just have sex. That's it. So what are we sterilizing everybody? Because you no. know how people are. They don't use birth control effectively. They don't uh, abstain if they're not on birth control. You can't just leave it to people. All right. Maybe it should be I should live forever. <laughs> and the rest of you deal with whatever you have to deal with. I, how's this? I live forever. And I never have any problems. I hate problems. I hate, I hate, and, and everything just about, you know, keeping things going, making sure everyone's happy. And it's, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot. Lot to, to living. Yeah. A lot to living. Did you have a good weekend? Uh, yes. I didn't do much. But. You hear that noise? Which noise? Let's listen. Let's quiet down for one second and listen. You don't hear something weird? In the microphones? In the sound of the show? No, in my head. 
<laughs> you can't hear what's in my head? <laughs> Do you hear it now? Yeah, I just heard a little noise, but it's not a big deal. I don't care. Right. Hey, but anyway, uh, so you said you had a good weekend. What did you do? I watched a couple of movies. I, you know, I'm into my whole wellness kick. So I made sure to stay on my routine of getting exercise no. and meditating and, you know, doing all the things I'm supposed to do. When you exercise. whatever I need to chart. When you exercise, do you belong to one gym or two gyms? Like Bobo. <laughs> I belong to no gym. I go to my basement. And I work out. And what happened when you were telling me you inv you were invited to go to a Manhattan restaurant with friends? And, yes. um, and, and, and so you know you're immunocompromised. You can't, yeah. what, what were you thinking when you accepted the invitation? You know, you want to be like a normal person. Of course. And you're caught off guard. It's not something you've thought about. And somebody just says, Hey, can you meet me for dinner? And you, and so, so did you end up going? No, this is so uh, for tomorrow. So you say, so you declined. No, I said yes. But then I started to think about it. You know, I told you I, I read another article about how contagious this new strain is. Yeah. And you know, just everybody's going to get it. And I'm like, what are you thinking? You can't go. You don't know yeah. what that person is doing to protect himself or keep himself safe. You don't know uh, what this restaurant is set up for. And yeah, I mean, you it's, don't know for anything. me, it's like a weekend cliffhanger. Will Robin survive her dinner? I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> these people are not your friends. These are your enemies. They're trying to kill you. <laughs> Well, you that's just what I me. feel like I've been very safe and not even so safe sometimes. And I've managed not not to ever have had COVID. And what am I doing? It's all over New York. And so I think I'm going to write and say, I can't. Listen, I'm going to scare you a little bit. You know who used to go to restaurants? Lisa Marie Presley. And <laughs> I look where she is. He's talking to Sal. Well, that's what I think, too. It would be just really crazy to to get <laughs> COVID and die now. You're right. No, don't do that. But uh, anyway, yes, uh, Robin, I'm uh, glad you had a good weekend. You didn't do much, according to what uh, you're saying. But uh, Well, I just, you know, I, I didn't go anywhere. I mm. didn't, you know. Right. I really want to see that movie with the doll, but oh, I yeah. talked myself out of doing that. You know so. that'll be on some streaming service in another week. Come on. I know, but you know, I have that urge to like to go run to a theater, and see it. Well, just do what I say. Continue to do nothing. Stay safe. <laughs> have another nothing week. Yeah, In another five years, <laughs> you'll get out of the house. I'm sure they'll figure out something. Uh, well, okay. Listen, Robin, we've done enough show. We've done enough. Uh, some people say we did too much, but I think we did enough. I didn't read you any. Let me see if there was anything, anything in the thing in the band. mail. Yeah. Before I get out of here. Um, happy birthday, Howard. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't been able to listen to you in years due to impaired hearing. But I got to oh. close caption your Springsteen interview on TV and it was so great. Oh, there you go. Somebody who wow. can't hear. That's well, then you're excused. If you're no longer a listener because you can't hear us. Literally, that well, then, we that's okay. Right? That we understand. <laughs> uh, have a great birthday, Howard. I'm so glad you were born. 
Sending best wishes to you as a fan since I first heard you on Detroit's W4 radio. There's a long-time listener. Man, that's a that's a listener. Even former adult film star and friend of the show, Tabitha Stevens, tweeted, wishing Howard a super fabulous birthday. Enjoy Aww. your special day. There's a name. Hello, Tabitha. Tabitha Stevens. Always uh, naked in our studio, more times than yes. I can count. And I always enjoyed looking at her. <laughs> uh, very naked. Like, I mean, like doing regular things naked, like just yeah, walking she'd sit around there and naked. just talk to us naked. Yeah, like, you know, hey. I'm naked. Who cares? <laughs> it was awesome. Um, I wonder if she's still as in good shape as she always was. She always had the perfect body, right? Yes. No, I can't. I don't know. But, uh, you know, she worked on that body constantly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. She was in a bobo. She did. I don't know no. how many gyms she went to. She goes to she nine different good. gyms. Nine different gyms. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, oh, last week, Marianne from Brooklyn fought with uh, Chris Wilding about getting Dr. Now yeah. from 600 Pound Life to record a cameo message for me as a Christmas gift. After the fight, Marianne took it upon herself, yeah, to look up the phone number of Dr. Now's private medical practice and call him personally. Once she and got him on the phone. phone calls. I really don't believe he's got a, a thriving practice. What is he <laughs> doing getting on the phone with somebody who just calls? Once she got him on the phone, she gave him a number to the voicemail line of the show where he left a new birthday message for me free of charge. I like that. Here it is. Here is Marianne from Brooklyn's birthday message. Hi, Howard. This is Dr. Now. And I want to wish you Happy New Year. And I want to thank you for being a fan and watching my six hundred pound life. Marianne from Brooklyn got a copy of signed of my book for you. And if you read it, I'll give you money back. Just kidding. Happy New Year what? and thank you for all you do. <laughs> thank you. Happy New Year. He didn't realize it was a happy birthday message. He was Who cares? <laughs> J.B. Smoove came on and told me about his uh, comedy, his marriage, his upbringing, and uh, fans love hearing from J.B. J.B. Smoove is one cool motherfucker. Uh, J.B. Smoove is so great. He's an overall entertainer, quite the treasure. You guys have such great chemistry. It's obvious you love him so much, and it's infectious. Uh, J.B. killed it today. I thought he was awesome before and even more so after he, is, uh, after he spoke about planting the seeds. Yes, good advice. Got to plant the seeds in order That's to develop right. relationships. How are you going to grow um, anything if you don't plant some seeds? People have also appreciated J.B. Smoove's dating advice. They said, uh, wow, hearing about how J.B. got together with his wife. <laughs> I see why they call him Smoove. We can all but what are you going to do if you don't know the owner of the restaurant and you can't get her in? <laughs> uh, you got a point. <laughs> Uh, people commented on the fact that I noticed uh, Austin Butler was still stuck in his Elvis Presley voice while accepting his that Best Actor Award. News. Yeah. Howard, you should have played Elvis. that all weekend. Little clips from the show of us talking about Austin being Elvis. Uh, Howard doing Elvis always cracks me up. You should consider recording an Elvis album for the holidays to compete with Sal. 
Howard is not wrong. Austin Butler himself has said he's worried he might have lost his original voice for good playing Elvis. Can you imagine, Howard? That's crazy. Please, don't let the same thing happen to you. Don't do Elvis so much and you start sounding like Elvis. Well, I don't think there's any danger of that uh, <laughs> happening. Howard Stern impressionist Matt Friend was on the red carpet at the Golden Globes interviewing celebrities for his social media. Matt spoke really? to the real, listen to this, Matt spoke to the real Austin Butler as Austin Butler. Um, and then, uh, same as me, Matt's impression made Austin self-conscious. I can play you that. All right. Here he is, Howard Stern impersonator impersonating Austin Butler. I've been very impressed with you. So It makes me self-conscious about myself. Well, Austin, I just have to say what you managed to accomplish is is you didn't do an impression of Elvis. I'm doing an impression of Austin Butler as Elvis. You did the man, the husband, the son. That's very good. Crush that thing. Isn't that something? <laughs> it was the two dueling Elvises. Wow. Yeah. And uh, also, uh, after the Globes, Matt posted a video on TikTok of fake Howard Stern interviewing fake Austin Butler. Here you go. <laughs> All right. So, Robin, Austin Butler is calling into the show right now. This hey. is going to freak me out a little bit. Because he still sounds like Elvis. It's fucking me up. Okay, Austin, how you doing? Yeah, Howard Stern. Hey, hey Robin, it's such a deep, deep dream. Right. Be right. on the show. So what are you doing? Yeah. Why are you doing that voice? You can drop the character. It's right, fucking you know, crazy. It's just me. That's what I sound like. And it's such a deep mm, honor to hey be with Right. Right. You know, if you're going to keep doing this, I mean, Robin's finding it funny, <laughs> right? If you're going to keep doing this, okay. will you give us a little okay. If I Can Dream sing for us yeah, right now? I got you. I got you. If I can dream of a better land where all Very my nice. brothers <laughs> Let's talk about this. You must be getting so much ass. Yeah, love, You're a sexy yeah, guy. So talk about the uh, ass. You know the ass? I love so babysitter ass. porn. Babysitter porn so much better than ass. Hey now. Like Colonel Tom Parker. <laughs> wow. That was a quite... Hey, that I mean, was good. I mean, he really does uh, have that impression down. Robin. And then he, and he's nailing Austin uh, as well as Elvis. Right. That's right, Robin. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh. Uh, what else? Matt sent us this kind message when he got home from the award ceremony. Oh, let me hear that. I don't even know that. Hey, Howard and Robin and all the amazing Howard Stern fans. It is Matt Friend, the fake Howard Stern, right, Robin? Hey, now. It's fucking me up, Robin. It's fucking me up. Anyways, I just got back from L.A. I had one of the greatest nights of my life. Aside from being on Holly Weird Squares, it was one of the craziest things of all time. I was at the Golden Globes on the red carpet, and the reason I'm telling this to you all is because my entire time at the Golden Globes the one thing that brought it all together was, I swear to God, people mentioning to me at different points, oh my God, it's the fake Howard Stern. Not in that voice, but everyone knew me from Holly Weird Squares. In fact, the whole time I was in L.A., the first night there, I'm at a restaurant and someone comes up to me and goes, I know that voice. That's the fake Howard Stern. I love doing Holly Weird Squares. So it's unbelievable what you guys at this show have wow. done for me. And I was wow. actually getting my picture taken. I don't even know why anyone gives a shit about me, but I was getting my picture taken. And uh, all the photographers, they yell out your name. And a bunch of the photographers yelled out, Howard Stern, hey now. So anyways, wow. I love you guys. I'm having so wow. much fun. And wow. Hey now. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Robin, I, I, I go to restaurants. Nobody bothers me. Nobody my yells. Nobody says anything. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like now with his impression, he's doing more like. Yes, there's a lot of nasally stuff going right. on. 
and also uh, to recap, um, uh, the people love uh, the Home Alone prank call that Richard oh, Christie. That made. was so good, Richard. Yes, and that was very good, and uh, also uh, people complimenting Richard on his drumming. So, okay, there you go. There's the fan feedback segment of the show. Robin, I see it's getting late. We must go so we can conserve your energy. Me, I'm like the energizer. We must go. Yeah, 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 Robin. Come on. Come on, Robin. I mean, I know you've got to go watch Megan the Doll uh, in the movies and uh, go to dinners and uh, things like that. I'm not going to that dinner. Don't go. Yeah, Robin. All right. we'll, We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.